Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get the pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right. I hope everybody's having a great Friday out there today, wherever you may be tuned in to us on Pirate Radio 92. Point seven FM in Greenville if you're around town, 104 Washington, also 104.1 in Washington, 1250-930. You can find us online worldwide at PR927FM.com. And if you'd like to watch the program and chime in, you can do so on Facebook Live and on YouTube, like Pirate Radio on Facebook. And you can uh, find some great contests there, a lot of content there. And also all of our ECU postgame baseball videos. We got a lot of spring football coverage and more at our YouTube page, Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV today. Coming up on the show, we'll get you ready for your sports weekend with Brian North coming up in about 25 minutes or so at 4 o'clock, our weekly NFL chat and Panthers talk with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We've got... Eh, I don't know if news is the word. Panther speculation. Um, we are getting closer. We're now inside of two weeks from the NFL draft. Chandler has wanted like three different quarterbacks now. He, he's starting to come back to one that he wanted a while back. So uh, Chandler's kind of fighting himself right now. Who does he want the Panthers to draft at six? Well, they draft a quarterback. I saw a uh, tweet today that said the Panthers could uh potentially take a quarterback at six or trade down for one and now you're starting to hear the names of desmond ritter this thing changes like every week desmond ritter i read a report that he's being graded by scouts and teams as a first round talent sam Howell uh potentially moving back to a first round qb so this thing is wide open we could see not one uh not a qb taken for a while we could see five or six taken in the first round so uh, we'll talk about that there's a current Panthers receiver that does not want a current NFL quarterback to join the Panthers. Uh, we'll touch on that as well. And uh, a lot of news and notes in the NFL world coming up with Tony Dunn at 4 o'clock. At 5, we'll talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum, Morgan Aylers, also in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, as uh, we'll give a, you an update on what's going on at the RBC Harold Varner III has ended his second round and will be playing into the weekend. We'll talk about his second day momentarily and talk about it all with Greeny coming up in our number three. Also, our crown jewel of the day sits right here on this table. How about a 15-pack aluminum bottles bush latte? It could be yours if you are the lucky caller in hour number three. We'll also throw in a large two-topping pizza to Domino's. They can be yours. What a way to start your weekend off right here on Pirate Radio Live. Let me welcome in to the program Shirley Rhodes. Hello, Shirley. Hello, Clip. 
Hello. Also, let me say hello to Chandler Honeycutt, Mr. Uh, Purple today. Hey, Perp. What's up, Clipper? Big Perp. Big Perp. I'm, I'm going to start this show by saying congratulations to Sup Dogs, three-time champion of the Best Bar, uh, Barstool Best Bar Challenge. It, I mean, it's a dynasty now. Congratulations. We had Brett on the show yesterday. Brett Oliverio, owner of Sup Dogs. Hoping that we would be uh, celebrating a win today. And guess what, folks? We are Best Bar Challenge champion. It's a familiar name. Sup Dogs right here in downtown Greenville. Congratulations to all of those guys over there at Sup Dogs. So, uh, I don't know. He said yesterday if they win it, they're thinking about maybe not doing it again, letting somebody else win. So, this is the fourth one they've had. And three, three out of the four times, it's been Sup Dogs uh, hoisting the trophy. Do you, do you go the Peyton Manning route, retire on top, the Elway route? Do you go the, the Brady route and others, and just keep trying to stack up championships? What I, do you do? You, what I say we do is we actually do a Brady. I say we say we're done, and then next year <laughs> as back. the as the bracket uh, comes out, Sup Dogs Brett and Sup Dogs says, "Hey, you know what? We're <clears> in. We're back." I like that. <laughs> Just get in right before the competition and, and come back. Uh, Robert Matthews chiming in on Facebook Live says, hello. Hello. He also says, safe. 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 And also added that Troy touched Brett. So shout out to Troy D. Another touch for Troy. Troy. which now Troy did touch Shaq, but I was going to say Troy touched Brett who hugged Shaq. Yeah. Shaq got up there or Brett got up there while Shaq was doing a set. And uh, Shaq gave him a big old bear hug. So I guess, you know, Troy can connect that there. Cameron, so like a six degrees of separation? Yeah. yeah. And now who uh, will be the next celebrity Troy can be friends with? Thanks to Brett, because there is a long, it's kind of like a coaching tree. The Brett could, celebrity tree. Could it be Caleb Presley? Could it be Dave Portnoy? Could we pull up all the things Troy said about Caleb Presley years ago <laughs> and play them for Caleb Presley? <laughs> Um, that would be entertaining as well that would be i just want to meet uh pft commenter he is uh i was a fan of his before barstool i think he's one of the funniest people out there and he's also a fellow washington fan who really hopes to see daniel snyder sell the team which uh would be the best news anyone could receive in 2022 probably not going to happen all right cameron says big win for ecu baseball in orlando that's right so uh why don't we start there the pirates win a marathon game last night it was delayed due to rain uh this one was wild uh ucf got off to a two nothing lead east carolina bounced back tied it up at two in the second inning and then when ucf scored four in the third you thought this one might be over but as lee corso famously said not so fast my friend 10 10 10 10 runs big fourth in the fourth inning big fourth inning spearheaded by bryson whirl who had to load up the tilt a whirl he said we're in orlando you got universal you got disney they got great rides there but the classic tilt a whirl will stand the test of time it is the new main attraction in orlando he goes big fly and the Pirates pick up a big win last night on the road at UCF. Felt good to take that game one. Ryder Giles got the win, moving to 4-0 and on the year. Now, UCF put runs on the board. Only two 
uh, of those were earned against Ryder Giles. So that ERA will stay sparkling. He also remains undefeated on the year. Did give up seven hits. So he was touched up, had four strikeouts. Garrett Saylor, then Chan Man, comes in, goes four innings after the delay. Uh, three hits, allowed a run. And the Pirates go Friday night. So last Friday in the, in the win over Wichita State, I think they threw three arms. Uh, last night, Sailor probably done for the weekend now, but they go two pitchers last night, Giles and Sailor, to pick up the win. Yeah, you want to limit those arms on that Friday. Well, technically yesterday being Thursday, uh, which is technically your Friday game, uh, you want to limit those arms. Uh, so technically get, speaking. T- technically speaking in terms of, you know, uh, a series being switched around a little bit for sure. If any. Uh, if any. But no, shout out to Garrett Saylor for coming in and extending his outing uh, and doing a great job of, you know, limiting runs and, uh, you know, w- which, I mean, it's it's great to have a lead that he was given uh, with that big fourth inning. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Saylor. Great outing there for him and Pirates get it done in the first day of the three game series. Hopefully they get it done today with <clears throat> Cooch Maynard on the mound. A hit party. For the Pirates, and uh, looks like everybody who started got a hit for East Carolina. Two for Agnos, two for Hoove. Moylan had one. Cam Clonch had one. Two for Jenkins Coward. Two for Starling. Three for Amac. Three for Whirl. Three for Ben Newton. Oh, that is just lovely. <laughs> that is lovely because, I mean, that is something that this Pirate baseball team has been lacking this year, and it's been at the play. It's been hitting the baseball. So, uh, especially when you're doing it in conference play against a very quality program in UCF, uh, a program that Cliff Godwin is very familiar with, with one of his stops being in Orlando. Uh, and to do it on the road is great. So, uh, good start to the series. And Connor Stain, the starter, I believe he's the one he's I go He's familiar. With. Yeah, he pitched against ECU uh, in the regional. Year, uh, when he was at Maryland. And had great numbers coming into this game. Pirates uh, really put a stain on his resume. Ooh. Yeah. That was good. Nine hits, uh, seven runs allowed, four earned, and just three and a third. Struck out four, walked one. So, uh, anytime you can touch up a Friday starter like that, that is a good thing. Pirates will now roll that into today, which uh, game starts at six once again. I would have to check. Yes. I want to make sure. Six o'clock tonight, two o'clock Saturday. I don't give out false information, but Shirley is on the ball. Six today, two o'clock Saturday to wrap up the series. East Carolina will then uh, return home for a game before heading back out on the road. And uh, next week, we will talk to Mr. Safe himself. Corey Glover uh, will join us to talk Pirates and Green Wave. Uh, By the way, former Tulane announcer, our buddy Todd Graffinini, I sent him a text last night that said, Go Pels. They are on the road tonight in uh, the play-in tournament, the final night of the play-in tournament. Pelicans at Clippers. And he sent me a picture live from uh, his favorite baseball team's ballpark, Dodger Stadium. He got to see Freddie Freeman uh, get his first uh, home hit as a Dodger last night as uh, they won their game against the Reds. So, uh, Graf getting ready to call some play-in tournament basketball and uh, we'll have some news on that later. Some big news for the Clippers. Uh, Paul George. As you, as you mentioned, Major League Baseball tonight, 940. 
the Padres and your Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Former ECU commit Mackenzie Gore, the number one pitching prospect in the Padres organization and Whiteville product, will be getting the start. He, he is making his major league debut tonight at 940. Almost pulled the trigger on a huge future, Chandler. As you know, I am the future. Had the Rams, had Kansas. Almost took Mackenzie Gore, NL Rookie of the Year, for monster numbers before the season started. Wow. I did not. And now that he's pitching this early in the season, yeah, I kind of wish I did. Well, I knew he was going to be caught up at some point this year. Didn't did I? you now? I did. I, 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 How did you know? I said the other day, I said, remember I said Mackenzie Gore's probably going to be caught up here soon. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, you, you say might, a lot of things. I know. And I wish you were remembered because I remember <laughs> saying it. But anyway, didn't think it would be this early. So uh, congratulations, Mackenzie Gore. Uh, his parents. I actually talked to his parents when uh, – uh, Frank – and Al? <laughs> I'm sorry. Could be one of those shows for me, folks. I'm going to go ahead and admit it. I mean, it is Friday. I will give you that. It's Friday. Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, we're getting to that oh, again. Well, oh, jeez. <laughs> I no, just figured his, I'd throw that in there. His parents were at my parents' restaurant whenever Gavin was having his uh, draft party. Uh, great people uh, of Whiteville. Great people of Whiteville. Uh, Whiteville has the best people in the world. ECU has the best fans in the world. Listen. Nobody works harder than Joe Dooley, although I did see Igo says that people say nobody works harder than Michael Schwartz. So, I don't know. I don't know who to believe. Steven Igo said that? <laughs> there was like a VIP chat. I meant to bring it up with Igo that said, like, you know, Michael Schwartz. They say nobody can outwork Michael Schwartz. Wait, we just had a coach that nobody could outwork. How do we keep getting these coaches <laughs> that are the hardest workers in the world? How lucky are we? We are lucky. And Pirate Nation, you're the real deal. Best fan base in the world. You are the real deal. Turns out you can say that about anybody. But it's true here. Hardest working coaches, best fans. Nobody outworks. Solid coach. <laughs> Solid hire. <laughs> Solid hire. Solid as a rock. All right. Speaking of solid as a rock, Harold Varner III. Was that a deep breath just to take one because you needed oxygen or? Both. Because <laughs> I always find myself out of breath. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's going to make the cut. Yeah. Um, Easily. He, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did the cut ended up being? It was even earlier today. It was even earlier, but well, I don't know what it playing. was. They're still playing. I don't know what so it is now. It's but. still a projected cut, and it's still even. I mean, so. okay. yeah. And uh, he was actually at six under at one point today. He did have a hole where he um, kind of flubbed. He had a triple on one hole. It was down the stretch, too. It might have been the 15th, um, but uh, found himself losing three strokes. Uh, there was actually a kind of a controversy there, uh, Shirley, with mm -hmm. the ball being OB, out of bounds. Yeah, well, he hit a ball uh, wide to the left. It left the fairway and actually landed what appeared to be in the yard of someone's home that's near the golf course. Well, they had the the stakes, uh, the white stakes that would uh, that determine indicated, out, yeah. yeah, determined what the out of bounds was, and it appeared that the golf ball was just just inside those stakes, which would have allowed Harold to shoot, you know, shoot his uh, next shot from that that spot. Well, the homeowner walked over and picked up the golf ball to identify the golf ball for Harold, 
and uh Wait, why what do you mean identify why did he have to do that oh, harold, harold couldn't go in his yard i guess apparently well Stand your ground that, laws? no it, apparently harold walked over was trying to find his golf ball did he knock on the, the door? owner no this was someone's backyard and the guy was out sitting in his backyard watching the tournament and the guy walked over and harold said is that my ball he I, he <laughs> said is it a red titleist two the guy said, yeah. He said, does it have a black dot on it? Well, the gentleman bent over and picked up the ball and said, yes, it has a black dot on it. Harold said, that's my ball. But when the gentleman put it back down, it pushed the ball just past the out-of-bounds line. Oh, that's uh, that's sabotage. Yeah, See, just the outside. First thing- because the initial spot, he was within what appeared to be within the in, the the. Uh, bounds of play so basically he had to re-tee and he ended up double bogeying the hole and uh it put him down two shots down on that hole and then he ended up bogeying another hole well i feel like that's a no-no from the get-go like you can't well, touch the ball well, I, I, the, if i'm harold i'm so, like, don't don't touch i it. agree I, I right but, well it was a mistake on both their parts but, because the general rule is don't touch another person's golf ball or any ball of another person right fair um, but the but Harold did not tell the gentleman to not touch the ball. He just said, "Right." So, so it was kind of a mess up on both. Their you parts. almost need an in between party here because right. Harold just can't be walking in people's yards during the middle. Well, of the they day. did call over an official. I and do it all the because time. the <laughs> the official came over and actually he walked over there with him. Now he should they, have been the one to touch the ball. Who Harold or no, the, the official? No, the guy. No, the but official. the right, but the official did not. He walked over. He got a sight line, and you could see that it was just past after the homeowner had touched the touched ball. Touched the ball, right? So, but there's nothing you could do about that because the gentleman touched the ball before the official ever. I got think he there. should be put in prison. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. There was just this whole thing. Harold did not look pleased at all that he had to go back and and take another tee shot. And it's so. a par four. You're hitting three from the tee. Yeah. And, uh, so he, he was, was not happy. Yeah, at he was all. in trouble after that. But um, he's still in good shape. I think he's uh, sitting at three under the uh, the leader. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, I believe this is what I just saw, seven under. Uh, it's now six under uh, as Cantlay bogeyed, so the lead's at six. So Harold's only three shots back. Yeah, so he's still in good shape. Yeah, so still despite got a disastrous you know, couple of holes, he's still in the hunt, which is good. But the uh, the wind was also playing a huge factor uh, in that tournament because the wind was – pretty strong By the way, like it, chicago type win what are the scientists saying about this there's like i'm watching the uh mets today wind everywhere chicago yesterday south carolina why why these wind what are we what's happening the in wind the world is, the wind is picking up here in greenville is this, north carolina is this bit. el nino um spring el springo yes el springo el springo has hit folks so be careful with your hats out there hold on to your hats is what we're saying literally a lot or a lot literally all right uh for sure uh opportunity tie hi tie tie hi tie yeah <laughs> it's the second time man <laughs> he just says it the same way doesn't well, clarify we'll sprinkle that into the program today because i just can't quite get enough of it we'll let tony dunn uh, die digest that too yeah we'll uh we'll let him break it down like dx once did 
All right. Uh, what's next on the rundown? We got the NBA playoffs. What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. That sounds like the Lone Ranger. The hell out of No! Stop! 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 What is that? Do you know what you're trying to do? What was that, Mario? Yeah, I don't know. All right, do it for me. You get off to a good start, and then you change the whole song. Okay, stop there. Oh, here we go. It does that one more time. And then it goes into the... You're killing me, man. You should have been born earlier. Killing me, Smalls. Stop. Seriously. All right, that's it. Paul George out for the Clippers. I believe that means the line has moved. Why am I saying believe when I can just look it up? So we no, believe. So now I believe, and it's about proving things to people. Um, it was Pels plus four, Clippers minus four tonight. And I had heard through the grapevine that now the Pelicans are a favorite. And as I look it up, my damn self, the Pelicans are favored by one. On the road at L.A. Chandler, what do you think? Mm, I got to go with the Clippers at home. You know what, Tony Peters? You know what? I like the Clippers at plus four, or I like the Pelicans at plus four. Now I kind of like the Clippers at plus one. Home dog? I know they're without George, but by George, I still think they can do it. Hawks are a two-point favorite. This one stings. Could have been us. <laughs> we were nowhere close. <laughs> Look, you think about 14 different hey, shots. Clip, don't worry, though. They're going to post that score in the practice facility, and they're going to see it all year long next year. Not just one, but two ass whoopings. Because last year, they took one from the Pacers. This year, they took one from the Hawks on Wednesday night as we tried to enjoy some sports trivia. By the way, shout out to CJ Schaefer. Heck of a job. Uh, guest hosting the other night. Great. How about his real job? Where is he? Ugh. Not here today. I don't know where he's at. Okay. He told me and I forgot. Shout out. Um, did you see the tweet that said... He was trying to hunt down some jelly beans before they go out of season this weekend. <laughs> you know what? If you want a you jelly bean, now's the time to get it, folks, because after Sunday... They, 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 they gone. are gone. You might can They're find going back in the vault. Some like old, crusty jelly beans somebody's selling on eBay, but I wouldn't even... I wouldn't eat those. All right. You're, you're, you know what count is that, too? I'm really getting bad at it, aren't I? You know what? You are. Ty? Hi? Ty? Ty? <laughs> Hi. Ty. Did you see the tweet that said Gordon Hayward might want a uh, a change of scenery? What? Is, does that mean he's actually going to play on the court? He's, <laughs> yeah, like, he's tired of looking like, from the bench? Wait, do you mean that he's actually going to play basketball next year? Because that is uh, new scenery for him because he has not seen the court in a while. Bum-ass bum. Bum-ass. 
<laughs> Hawks road. Both teams are road favorites tonight, Chandler. You are still a Cleveland believer. I'm a believer. You're a believer. I'm a Chandler believer. Clevelander. Are you going to take the uh, home dogs tonight? Is it a home dog Friday? I love a home dog. Love a home I, dog. I love eating hot dogs at home. I like hanging out with a dog at home. I like yeah. eating a hot dog at home. And I love home dogs in sports. Give me the calves. All right, there you go. I want to go real quick through the series with you, Chandler. And let's start with uh, 1 o'clock Saturday, Jazz Mavs. Luca. I love Luca. Luca out? I love him. Did you see Luca's out? No. For game one? Well, while you look that up, I did see a video earlier before the show that he was there was a girl uh, referee. And he looks and goes, a girl like a little girl. No, no, no. Like a, it was a woman. A woman, grown, okay. grown woman. All right, Be- beautiful woman. Just saying, if there was a male referee, would you say that there was a boy out there? Uh, there was a, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there was a female referee. Uh, uh, good, a good-looking female referee. What does and that he, matter? What does that matter, Chandler? Because, well, look, listen. Keep digging that look, hole, Chandler. Listen, Keep digging look, that hole. Listen. There was a there was a good looking female referee, a hot piece of ass referee in the game. Referee, I'm talking. And Luca goes, Luca goes, where where was the foul? She goes, what foul? And he she he goes, where was the foul? He said, what foul? He said, fouling in love with you. That is a true video. He said, what? I'm fouling in love with you. (laughs) No way. I swear. I swear, there's a smirk to it. Oh, look it up. It's great stuff. Look it with game. So, no look at tonight. Mm, that's tough. There was You're not an, that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. There was an absolute 10 smoke show in this game the other night, y'all. Um, Mavericks all-star Luka Doncic out for game one on Saturday. Uh, significant concern remains for his availability in game two on Monday. I don't like taking the Jazz. Who are you taking in the series? Uh, Jazz, Mitchell, Gobert. Ah, man. I'm t- I'll take the Jazz. I, I, yeah, I like the Jazz, too. They, I don't like it, got, but I'll take it. They got they got stars. So does Jazz and Luca. Jazz in seven. Uh, Timberwolves at Grizzlies, 3.30 on Saturday. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'll go Grizz in five. I like Bain, Desmond Bain. Uh, Of course, John Morant. Um, I don't know. Memphis is going to have a great home court advantage. I'll I'll go Grizz, too. I'll go Grizz. But now – Timberwolves are going to be really tough, especially defensively with Beverly. What a show he put on! I, I'm just um, watching it for Beverly's antics. Yeah, and then he's guarding Morant, so yeah. that that's going to be a fun series. But give me the Grizz. All right, uh, I'll take the Sixers in seven against the Raptors. I think this one goes the distance. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll sweep them. I want to take the Nuggets, but I'll take the Warriors. Wait, what did you say? Who's sweeping who? The you Sixers? Sweep yeah. Them? They're going to sweep. Okay, I just said it's going seven, and you were like, yeah, I'll, they're going to sweep them. Yeah, I think they're going to sweep. Okay. Uh, Nuggets at Warriors. I guess Jamal Murray's not playing. I'll take the Warriors in five. Um, 
you got Clay Thompson back. I mean, you got the trio back. Uh, it's playoff time. I think this is it's going to be a fun series. Um, let's see. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, Warriors and six. Celtics Nets. Some people think the Nets can win the Eastern Conference or go to the finals, Eastern Conference finals. Some people say the Celtics will dominate this series. I'll take the Celtics in seven. Mm, Durant, Harden, Simmons is looking to return in like around game four, game five, maybe game six at the latest. I still like the Celtics. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to go Nets. All right. Uh, Bulls at Bucks. I will take the Bucks in a sweep. Hmm. I don't think it will be a sweep. I love Caruso. Um, All right. I love I love Alex Caruso. Okay, good. I'm glad you love him. I want him to win at least one in that series. But, I mean, it's going to be uh, – who are they playing? <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We'll come who, back. Who are they playing? I'm not telling you. Um, we'll take a timeout. When we return, Brian North will join us. Get you ready for the sports weekend. Uh, that and more on the way. Bush Latte on the line. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live today. So stay tuned for that as well. More to go when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday bush latte on the line. You can uh, win it in hour number three along with a large two-topping pizza from Domino's. All right, uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, Clip Brock here. Let's go out to the Pirate Radio Live line, get you ready for your sports weekend, and talk to Brian North, who joins us today on the program. North, how you doing, man? Doing okay, Clippy. Trying to pull off a high degree of difficulty here. Yeah. On the on the Brian North, Jennifer North, fifth wedding anniversary. Oh. We are uh, taking the two terrorists on a trip while... Well, Mom is pampering herself, as she needs to, on her anniversary. Uh, I have the two terrorists on their way to pick up our Sunday Easter ham. So, um, <laughs> we got a lot going on here. I know, and you told me beforehand uh, that you would be doing daddy duties, and at any point in time, things could hit the fan, and you'd just have to hang up. So, if you have to hang up, that's fine. I get it. But let me So, let me get this out of the way first, because yeah. kind of a question of the day. It sparked uh, last night during the ECU baseball rain delay, and I uh, put out a question. Uh, what current pirate would you like to have uh, fist fight your enemy? What current pirate would you like to have marry your sister slash daughter 
and what current pirate would you like to live with for a year? I'm going to ask you those same questions, but I'm going to ask you media members that have been around Eastern North Carolina since you've been here. You need to find three different people to answer those questions. So first one, Brian, local media member to fist fight your enemy. Who would you want to stand up for you in a battle? Oh, God, that's not saying much. They're all wusses, right? Yeah. So um, who was the feistiest one? You know, there was a, who was the Daily Reflector reporter who's kind of a heavyset guy who uh, – uh, he was only there for a couple of years, but, man, Steve? Yeah, he's a Tampa guy. The, uh, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I saw him – not that long ago, I saw my old buddy Brock Letchworth, formerly of the Reflector, at tiebreakers. Well, this was during football season. But Steve, uh, that guy was actually in town. I spoke with him for a moment. Yeah. And I would not fight him. He's kind of a big guy. No, no right. And, I, and and for the record, I wouldn't want Brock fighting anybody. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brock's a lover, not a fighter, like myself. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what media member? <laughs> this one's even tougher, Brian. <laughs> Oh, no. Would you have uh, marry one of your lovely terrorist daughters there? Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now we're talking about fighting words. So, obviously, none of the TV guys. Like, yeah. Well, you know, it may be like, maybe like uh, Chris Haymeyer or, oh, yeah. or uh, you know, he, he when he worked for me. Chris Haymeyer is about as nice a guy as you could get that you want to marry your daughter. So I'm going with it. Great call there, North. Uh, Haymeyer's a good dude. Uh, already married though, so take him out of the pool. Um, and finally, he has twin boys though that could marry my daughters though. So that's you know. Wow, what a TV connection that could be. Um, Brian, how about what Eastern North Carolina media member would you like to live with for a year? Uh, you hang out with them. You got to live with them, deal with them. Who would you take? God, oh God, that's so dangerous. You know what my who my answer would be. Uh, Brian North, because like you could fix everything that went wrong with the place. So I would definitely like to have you around. Interesting things happen as well. Not to toot my own lifestyle, but you know we, we have. There's never dull moments. So uh, going in that category, I'd probably go with Tony Castleberry. Just you know, <laughs> yeah, and uh, he he's sober now, so you wouldn't have to worry about uh, the Castleberry I used to hang out with. And uh, very funny would always keep it uh, entertaining around the household. Yeah. Good call. Brian, thank you for participating in that uh, poll there. Because I I don't have much sports to talk about with you. I did see this. It's funny that this has become a huge news story now because it is not the norm. Two North Carolina players are returning to the team next year. And that that is like, that's huge news. Uh, Armando Baycott and then today Leaky Black announcing they would return to the national runner-up Tar Heels. I was thinking about this too, Brian. If you told me that the year after Roy Williams left, uh, they would make the national championship and, you know, have all these guys coming back to finish the deal and have uh, that kind of veteran team who's going to be looked at as a top, what, 10 team maybe preseason next oh, year? Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they don't make that run, probably not, but just based on their tournament run and everybody returning, you just do the simple media math because that's all the media knows how to do is simple math like that. And you just say, oh, they were that good at the end. They should be that good at the beginning. So I think definitely would be top 10. The only one I'm still not sure of, Caleb Love, would be the one guy I think really thinks he's good enough to go play in the NBA. So keep an eye on him. But I think everybody else returns. I don't think anybody else is is that good. Like, they're good college players, but they're not good enough to be guaranteed pro money. So with Leakey, it was just a matter of did he want to return for one more year. Been there four years already. So, um, so yeah. So, I, I, Caleb's love is the only one I, I thought might have a chance of leaving. I, I, I don't know if he's made a decision yet or not. And we kind of come full circle on this thing. North Carolina – 
was the school where players did leave early not necessarily transfer and transfer portal but going pro i mean you think about the stackhouse wallace and then after that it was carter jameson and joe forte and uh, along the the lines marvin williams after just one year and now you've got these guys coming back to a prestigious college basketball school like north carolina and everybody underneath them is going to have to deal with uh, all the roster turnover it's like they've gone the opposite direction you yeah know, they used to get the most talented guys in the country now they're looking for guys who might stick around and they could develop and you know, the one and dones have been an interesting mix, and obviously it's been mixed reviews with how they've done, but I'd say overall it hasn't been the way to win a national championship. And with the recent uh, look at the tournament, it's happened a few times, but I think their college coaches are still trying to find the best formula for this thing here. And, and having older players, the transfer portal, it's been taught for a lot of people now. So having players develop other places and get good and then come to your university seems to be the way most people are, are attacking that, and that certainly worked for Carolina this last year with Brady Manning. And uh, switching sports here, but it's kind of all the same across college athletics. Talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick yesterday, and I asked him, has he changed any of his methods now that you it's you know paramount more than ever to keep guys happy if they're not getting playing time somehow to, to keep them on the roster? And he said he hasn't really changed much. It's still kind of football. You're going to have to get into your guys at times. You're going to have to coach them soft at times. You got to know your personnel. Uh, but he did note, Brian, that uh, you're seeing a lot of older coaches leave uh, because of what's happening now. And it's just not the same that they're used to. And you've got young up and comer hungry guys going back to basketball like Michael Schwartz, who is now trying to piece together his first team. And he's added four guys in the last week. So it's kind of interesting now. It's still. You're still a coach, but, man, it's so different than it was 20, 30 years ago. And and the coaches 20 years ago were saying how much different it was from the 20 years ago. That. <laughs> that's a good point. The consistent, right. The only consistent thing in life is change, and it's all about adapting. And that's why it's so rare for a guy like Coach K to have the success he had for 42 years because he adapted over that time with all the different ways of recruiting and the rules and, and even the transfer portal at the end. So it, it And it's hard. It's a it's – a, a high degree of burnout having to constantly cater and be on the phone now and and constantly be after these kids and making sure they're still happy and it's it's a lot of work it's like being in high maintenance relationships so uh it's tough for coaches you know you try and strike when the iron's hot with these guys and michael schwartz will we'll see if it'll hurt if it'll help with him coming in here and uh bringing these guys in but then how long does that last and does he get the good feelings going and we know with college athletics the feelings don't last very long because these kids don't have long memories, so they don't care too much about long traditions. Uh, they care about you know who's good now and who can get them to where they want to go, which is always the pros. And Brian, the, the, another topic that comes up and recruiting maybe makes me think about it. And talking to you, I always go with the local angle with you. Every coach that comes in with East Carolina, whether it be baseball, basketball, football. Yeah. Everybody complains about the previous coach not recruiting the East. Uh, I guess I'm specifically talking basketball here, keeping you know, keeping guys here. If they're really good, they're going to go to the triangle probably. And then it's a matter of, okay, is that next tier, do we consider them good enough to be AAC basketball players? I think about what uh, Shaquem Phillips with UNCW, and man, he had a great year uh, this past year. You know, Justin Wright was a all-conference player, I believe, uh, at NC Central. So it's like, do you can you bring in those guys? I don't know, Brian. What's your take on on that? Like, how has ECU done over the years? Are they doing enough? Are they letting the right guys slip away? Are they not bringing in the? You know, what's your take on that? Right. Well, my take has always been: we 
they don't have enough local guys on the roster. We've had too many guys go away. Now, college basketball recruiting is so much different because it's based on camps. It's always based on uh, regional to national as opposed to local with football. And so you're not even really going to high schools as much as those like no. showcase deals. Correct. I think when you see Roy Williams, like he used to show up, or Coach K occasionally, uh, whatever NC State coach was there, when they show up, it's more ceremonial now. It's not like they go there to watch anymore. It's to let them know, hey, I'm here, I like you, and let the crowd get involved with them. But all these things are done now during the AAU and camp. All that stuff recruiting is done well beforehand. So um, I think the high school visits, going to the games, is all just showcase stuff now. Uh, these coaches make most of their decisions based on their, their camps, these ABCD camps, the shoes, the sneaker camps. The, all these things are done on, on that level now. And so, yeah, I, I've always said if I were the ECU coach, I would have three spots open on my bench, one one for a kid from Farmville, one for a kid from Kinston, and one from what other school is <laughs> time because there's plenty of talent there. And then develop them. And, just, and not only just to, to get that local flavor going, but get the fans involved as well because they appreciate players and faces they know, especially with as much as they're transferring now and one and done and all those other things. I kind of like that idea. It's almost like a futures deal. Like, we don't know who it's <laughs> going to be, but we're going to have a Jag. We're going to have a Viking. In football, uh, we're going to have a Havelock Ram. You know, we're going to have a Tarboro Viking. <laughs> Just kind of go ahead and pencil that in. I like that. Right, right. Well, you know, you talk with Larry Wolfer over at Farmville, he'll tell you all the guys that should have gone to ECU that went other places. You go to Kinston, Perry Tyndall and Wells Gulledge before him, same deal. They'll tell you all the stories of, well, the coaches came in here said they weren't, whatever, big enough, fast enough, couldn't shoot, then hmm. go somewhere and develop, and then you see that they could have played if you just taken that flyer on him. I'd much rather you take a flyer on a local kid who can, who may stay longer if they if they don't get what they want and can bring in more fans than opposed to some kid from the other side of the country who's going to get homesick and not be happy and will jet on you a lot quicker. I'd much rather have you dedicate yourself to a kid you can develop and will take some pride and know the school history a little bit. Brian North joining us. Good stuff. North uh, just saw a tweet from ECU Baseball. says it's currently pouring in Orlando. Mm-hmm. We will provide any updates on the start time as they come. So we will uh, keep you posted on that. Kind of an unpirate-like, at least for 2022, win last night. How about pounding out 19 hits, getting 12 runs on a Friday for East Carolina? Uh, and I think the big thing was the big inning, which we've yeah. seen all year. It was that 10-run uh, fourth inning. And, and 12 runs, they've done that a couple of times now. So, you know, it, it busts out. It's just keeping it consistent and it's just, that's been the thing has been the consistency with this team and just finding those breakout stars and i think we're starting to see some i think we said at the beginning of the year it's going to take about half a season get into conference play and i think you'll find some hitters emerge and we're starting to see some of those guys uh some names we're starting to finally recognize a little bit who are starting to be productive brian uh, we'll wrap it up here man we've seen some uh some great Football games and basketball games at the JMA Wireless Dome over the years. Uh, what, what's your favorite memory from that arena? The JMA Wireless <laughs> Are you familiar with that? No, no. I the Carrier Dome is no more, Brian. What? Yeah. Uh, naming rights have been granted to JMA Wireless. Oh, here's the problem. It's been carrier air conditioners that have blown that roof up for whatever it's been. Now what happens? So, yeah, right? <laughs> Roof's going to collapse all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the JMA Wireless Dome, which, by the way, Carrier was a naming rights deal, too. That was That's the... Correct. Yeah, so... Correct. It's kind of like people were sad that the Staples Center was now going to be called, what, Crypto, whatever? Like, guys, like, <laughs> Staples is a... Pl- like, it's not a dude's name, like... Right. And I'll always say, I will go with one naming rights, and then I'm done. I won't go okay. after that. 
I understand. I what the Panthers Stadium is anymore. I know it is Erickson Stadium. <laughs> done after that. Couldn't yeah. tell you what it's called right now. All right. Fair enough. Uh, what do you call where NC State plays? Uh, the basketball arena or the football stadium? Uh, basketball. Uh, is that the RBC Center? Yeah, the RBC Center, right? Is it is it PNC now? It's PNC Arena now, yeah. I still at RBC. <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. All right, that's going to be a trivia category next Wednesday at AJ's. What would Brian North call this arena? And you got to think back to the first naming rights it had. That would be a good, good deal there. Yep. Brian, uh, we made it through. Are your daughters okay? I hadn't heard from them in a while. No, I, I don't know how. You haven't heard the one in the back is saying, get me out, get me out. But I'm trying, I'm trying to get me out. A tape measure, uh, an escape tool from a car, and a red bracelet that was sitting on my car. But yeah, it's, it's, it's about ready to explode back here, so your timing is pretty good. Enjoy your, uh, your anniversary there, North. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Hopefully the ham's good anyway. All right, Brian. We'll see you, man. There's a right, great Friday chat, as always, with our buddy Brian North. Yeah, JMA Wireless Dome. East Carolina's uh, played there before. We've seen some great basketball games there North, as well. North is such a family man. He is. He's, he's a man. He's a jack of all trades. Great guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, those, uh, those terrorists, as he calls terrorists. them. Terrorists. He says it every, every, every Friday. Every single Friday. You can bank on it. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our number one of Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go on a Friday. If you want to be a part of the show, you okay? You got something in your throat over there? Oh, no, no, I was trying to start the NBA on NBC again. <laughs> uh, you can do that off mic if you'd like. Anytime you got a cough, sneeze, clear your throat, you can do it away from the mic. Yeah. All right. Excuse me. Uh, if you'd like to chime in, uh, you can do so on Facebook Live, Twitter, or give us a call at 317-1250. We are here live till 6 o'clock. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Pub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, coming up in a few minutes, we'll talk NFL with Tony Dunn. He comes in with sleeves today. You'll see him in just a moment. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here as well. I have a question that I want to ask Shirley, but she's on the phone. <laughs> so I'll talk to Chandler. Um, I have some, I, I pulled up this Chandler. This is, and it's like a big game boomer, whatever. It's just, I don't know who came up with oh, this. So reliable. Maybe it's FanDuel. I think that's the FanDuel logo. And this person just put up the list, but it's each team's, each NBA team's goat. I hate that freaking word goat because like, people overuse it yes like 
Tom Brady's a goat. Like, you can't be a goat. You have to be the greatest of all time. It's not a greatest of all time. And Tom Brady could be D, but you can't say a goat. That makes no sense. Like, he's an actual goat. I hate that, man. Uh, I wanted to bring Shirley into this because I think her answer would be different than your answer and this poll's answer. For the Hornets? Who's the Hornets' greatest of all time? Um, Just say what you feel. Larry Johnson? No, what do you... Give me your answer. My answer would be... I'm going to go Kimba Walker. That's what the answer is here. Now, I I don't know if it would be... I don't know who it would be outside of Kimba because, like, Larry Johnson was a, a good player, but was, was he a, great? That Alonzo was before Mourning, my time, too. So. Like, Muggsy Bogues, Dale Curry. I think Kimba... Those were just original Hornets. Yeah, Kimba's the all-time leading scorer, so... That's why I say he's the, and, and I love to watch Kimba, and he was... Uh, and he, uh, brought not as much as Lamelo is doing right now, but he brought some sort of you know attention to the Charlotte area, uh, especially when he made the All Star team. And I mean, he was just a special player. Obviously, his career has kind of hit a brick wall. But uh, I mean, I just the the year I started watching the Hornets was the year we only won seven games. It was his rookie year. It was uh, Bismack Biombo's rookie year. There were those were our top two picks right there. Um, so that I mean I, w- I would just go with Kimba how about the um, and I don't know if you could go older with the Hornets uh, how about the Blazers okay let's get Shirley in here real quick Shirley best player in Charlotte Hornets history is who in Charlotte Hornets history yes in the history of the Charlotte Hornets since 1988 it's got to be between one of two people okay either Larry Johnson or Muggsy Bogues. See, that's why I wanted to bring Shirley in because this has Kimball Walker. Oh, that's Chandler horse pucky. Kimball Walker. And I think I would agree. I mean, he's the all-time leading scorer in the franchise. Who, Kimba? Yeah. Mm, I think I agree. But I, okay, well, I guess maybe he, he if could you... Be, but, well, you can't you, say Muggsy's the best player. You can no, say, like, I would he's say Mr. He's, Hornet or whatever. I would say he's the face of the franchise. I would give you that. Yeah, like Muggsy or Larry around. Johnson both would have been – I would identify them as the face of the franchise. Like, if you said – like you said, Mr. Hornet, yeah. I would have thrown out those two names still. I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go with Rex Chapman and rest in peace – <laughs> thank you for that Chandler. all right now let's this is why i brought this up because you could go so who's the all i will ask you first shirley who's the best player in blazers history portland yeah portland portland tie tie hi can i answer i i don't even know a portland trailblazer do i okay well i here's my shirley answer who i thought you would say Clyde the Glide Drexler. Oh, Clyde. Yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah. Who Clyde, would you say? Yeah. Clyde Drexler. This says Damian Lillard. And normally. <laughs> See, this is objective because you. It, I know. This is, I'm not saying these are the correct answers. Right, right, right. But it's also what generation of basketball are you talking about? Well, because that's in why recent it's history, interesting that Chandler would not say Lillard and would say Drexler. Now, Clyde Drexler went to. At least one finals, maybe two. Did the Pistons beat the Blazers? I think they did. Didn't the bu- and the Bulls beat them. That was Jordan's shrug game yeah. series. Um, and Lillard's put up great individual numbers, but he has done nothing playoff wise. 
because see, when you like, if you were to ask me, say Detroit Pistons, once again, I'm thinking who are the stars of? Well, the who teams? would your answer be? My answer would be that either. One's easy. Oh no, I just went blank on his name. Nick, I can ba- see Nick Batum. No. <laughs> Oh my God! I I just uh, I had it right on the tip of my tongue, and now it's gone. Marcus Aldridge, Darko Milicic. <laughs> uh, the answer is, of course, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. I, I literally I mean, had the, it on the tip of my tongue, and I don't it think just there's another answer. There's not. Well, I mean, you've, for, you for think, the Pistons. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm going with Chauncey Billups. You throw in. Well, you can throw in Bill Lambeer in that. That was a joke. No, man. you can't. I was. No, you can't. I, don't I, even do that. Listen, I'm listen, going listen with to me. Dennis listen Robin. to me. When I said the stars, I'm not talking about the top scorer. We're talking about greatest player of all time. About, yeah, you're talking about the stars of each team. The best player of all time for the franchise is not Bill Lane Beer. I, I didn't say that he was. I said he was a star on the team. Okay. That's what she Thank said. Thank you. All right. I don't remember you saying I, that. I agree with I you, did. Shirley, by the way. Um... I got off the phone for this. How about Jazz? Oh, Stockton and Malone. Which one? Blue Edwards. It's definitely blue. I would, oh, Malone. I, I would Carl think Malone. Malone uh, yeah, Carl Malone. Stockton. But I guess that's your well, preference. I don't know. Interesting. God. I would have said Malone. I mean, that's such a tough, because they were great in their own. I mean, Stockton was great when it came to assists and distributing the ball. Malone was great in the paint. They were the best one-two combo for the longest time they're kind of a package deal yeah you you have to say stockton and malone you can't say one or the other for the suns is it nash for the suns it is who else would it be barkley or amar yeah steve nash how about uh best raptor ever chandler best raptor uh kawhi leonard hmm he wasn't there long enough i guess I mean, I would think Vince Carter. Right off the top I, I was, I was thinking uh, yeah. Vince Carter. This has Kyle Lowry. I know it's opinion based, but I don't think I agree with that one. I don't agree with that one. I'll say it. Other ones are easy. Shirley, Celtics, Larry Bird, Hawks, Akeem Olajuwon. You're no, thinking, no, no. Wait a Kawhi Leonard won no, a championship um, for the Raptors. I know he won one. And how many years was he there? Not that, not that long. That's Dominique. my point. Dominique Wilkins, yeah. Dominique Wilkins. I was I, I get Dominique and Akeem sometimes uh mixed up. Why? Because I have to literally Are you looking at red uniforms? No, no, no. It's the red uniforms, but also because I have to remember, I was like, okay, he's the human highlight reel. Which one is it? He's and not, I know it's Dominique. Remember this. It's kinda like Inception. If you're in a dream, it's Akeem. <laughs> If you're in real life, it's the human. Okay, anyway. Wow, that was a stretch. We'll wrap it up here with the Washington. Now, since Julius Irving is listed as the best Brooklyn net ever, I guess this is going to, this would be Washington Bullets. This is the absolute dumbest one of all time. So is it Washington Bullets slash slash Wizards? I get, and I didn't see him play, but like Wes Unseld would come to mind for me. See, I would... You know what? I'd put Jordan in that. He was a wizard. Oh my goodness! I hear you. But what? You, what is Jordan Chandler, the answer? Do you have an answer, Chandler? Um, for the wizards. Who comes slash, to mind when you think wizards bullets? Like I think to me, like, wizards would be bowl bowl. No, I think I like. You mean Manute bowl? Uh, yeah, his dad. Sorry, Gilbert Arenas. 
Hibachi. Jesus, are you serious? There's no way that's right. That would, I have the biggest problem with any of them. With I that don't, it, and obviously with my answers, you could tell how far back I go with the NBA. I have not named a single current player. Well, I've been, but uh, it, even I could disagree with this <laughs> this list, and right. I don't even know half these players. Here's a match for you, Shirley. We'll wrap it up with the Pacers. Reg- oh, Reggie Miller. Yeah, yeah. correct. All Reggie right. Miller. All right, let's the take sharp a break. Shooter. We'll come back. We'll ask Tony who the greatest Panther is of all time. Also, I'm going to ask Tony my three questions, and it's going to—he has to answer all-time Panthers players. Who would you want to marry your daughter? Who would you want to live with for a year? Who would you want to fight your enemy? I can't wait to hear. Tony's. And I want to hear your answers with the Panthers as well. Okay. And Shirley, I'm going to ask you. I guess we'll do it while Tony's here. My my category for you for those questions is going to be musicians. Ooh. Since you're a music fan, you have to pick a musician to fight. A musician to marry your sister, daughter. A musician to live with for a year. So think about it. Okay. Get it going. Okay. In the brain. We'll take a timeout. Come back hour two on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and you can also enjoy their famous brunch starting at 1030 on Sundays. Winslow's also has the best selection of beers around. Winslow's on 5th Street beside the State Theater in Uptown Greenville. Now, let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Chandler, who is the GOAT of the Seattle Supersonics slash Oklahoma City Thunder? Uh, Gotta go Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's what they Sean have. Sean Kemp. That's Chad <laughs> sent in Sean Kemp. And I'd probably, I mean, Durant is generational. I'd probably say him. But nostalgia does make me say Sean Kemp with the dunks. Oh, Tony Dunn's here. Who was right that? Me. They had a good point guard, too. Peyton. Gary Payton. Gary Payton. The glove. Yeah. Ray Allen was there. Who do you associate Ray Allen with? What team? Uh, Boston. Won a championship there. Boston, and he then... He was a buck. Boston fans. He was a buck, ball, and then, you know, ended his career in Miami. I think he ended yeah. his career there. And, and for Boston fans, he's the one that hit the dagger three-pointer when Boston... Bang. Yep. Well, no, he did it in Miami too. Did he do it in no, Boston? No, that's what no no no. When Boston played Miami, he was the one that hit the dagger three. Oh, I didn't I don't He also had one in the finals against the Spurs. Back in out game to Allen. Six, I Back say. out to Allen. Bye. Tony Dunn is here. Tony's personal goat is Cam Newton, but who is the best Panther of all time? And Man. why is it Steve Smith? I mean, it could oh, it wow. could be Steve Smith. It could also be Julius Peppers too. Could it be? How about Keith how about this? Is uh, Julius Peppers is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Steve Smith isn't. And you're saying that's wrong, or you're saying that's fact, or that's actually a fact. Well, I mean, I think Peppers hasn't gone up, but I think he's going to get accept like accepted into the Hall. You have to be retired five years. So right. Steve Smith was eligible this year, and he didn't get it. Yeah and peppers will be he probably should have gotten it man when you see his stats they put uh andre johnson got in this year and uh similar career uh length to a certain degree um the numbers are are pretty similar uh, but steve smith like more touchdowns 
more yards. You know what I mean? Like he, they're both he, Hall of Famers. Yeah, and so Andre Johnson got in. So I'm just kind of surprised if you just look at them side by side, they're almost like the same player. Uh, maybe even Steve Smith doing it for a little bit longer. And uh, Steve Smith didn't get in. So I say this, as Peppers is getting in right away, so I think that makes him the best, technically, at least according to the Hall of Fame. Luke Keekley is a Hall of Famer? I think yes. so. Okay. I don't know if he Well, I don't I mean that you play enough. I think longevity he, he won matters. Rookie defensive, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year in his first two years, and then made like seven Pro Bowls. That's a Hall of Famer. In eight years. That's it? That's all? <laughs> That's all. Uh, well, somebody was talking with recently, they were saying, we were talking about just, like, you forget how nice it was to have Luke Keekley. Like, having a player that is having just a player so that, awesome like that. It's like, you almost don't know how to, you're not taking it for granted, but you also don't know how to appreciate something when it's just that awesome. Like, we, well, we, uh, that's my Sean Taylor. We, Washington had no swag, and they had nobody that could dominate on the defensive side of the ball. It was supposed to be LeVar Arrington, and it didn't really happen on you a don't, consistent basis. What was the story of LeVar Arrington? Like, what's your, when you look back at his career, what do you think about it? Could have been great. He and he's still on the radio, and we talk about him. how we listen to him. I, love he's, him. I think he's an intelligent guy. Sometimes I think he's like too smart for his own good. Where I don't know, I get, he loved football, but like I think he had other interests too. Where he didn't just like focus like I'm a football player and I'm going to be 100 percent football. I don't know. I think he kind of got in his own head at times, and he was really good, but could have been great. And I thought he was going to be the next LT. Yeah, that's what I came thought. Came out in the draft. I mean, it kind of looked like it. Yeah, he had the Lavar leap at Penn State where he'd jump over the line, and it, like he just never was that guy. He was one of those crazy athletic guys, though. Too. Yeah. What's interesting is I was listening to him recently, and he was talking about when he went to Penn State, he felt so much pressure as a because he was the number one recruit, like rated college player as a freshman. And uh, or the top recruit, like whatever, five star, everything. And yep. he said that he just felt so much pressure all the time to just meet those and exceed those. And he put it on himself, he was saying, but I, it just was interesting to hear somebody who's so gifted. Um, and like you said, maybe he was in his own head to a certain degree of like just always trying to live up to that expectation. The most interesting thing I've heard him say on the radio was when he went to Penn State, who was the guy he was listening to at his position group. Oh, and uh, called him a bit of just an X and O genius. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. <laughs> that, Which is interesting. And then you hear Hushmanzada and Plaxico, his co-host, say, Matt Rule played football? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, well, he played special teams, but... LeVar kind of described him as a coach in a football uniform. What the irony of all of this is, is he describes a guy who is so smart and such a such book smart and good at note taking, and now his nickname on my podcast is Matt Fool. Mm. <laughs> Not Matt Smart. By the way, Susan Deans has chimed in today. Oh, Chandler. guess what? what she is? said, hashtag fire Matt Fool. Fire Matt Rule Fool. Fool. Nah. I mean, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like this. It's like a, now I'm just rooting against him, and I feel bad about that. So, like, I'm just going to play it neutral from here on. Is I hope 
I have wished no ill will on him. Thank you, Tony. Um, but at this point, you know, I'm just like, at some well, point, you just got to stop hating. Like, I'm just going to stop hating. And if and it's inevitable like, anyway. Right. Well, you know, just let it happen. Yeah, I don't feel like I've been a hater hater, but well, a little bit. No, nah, I mean, just because sure, I don't believe a hater, it. A little yeah. bit. Who came out the re- with the report? Well, I can look it up my damn self. Hold on one second. Um... Did you see the? Uh, I, t- I told Redbeard to remind me of it, and he didn't. Is this about the um, Todd, uh, the draft guy, Tom McShay? Oh, Tom McShay, it, it McShay, who said he wouldn't want his kid going to Carolina. Yes, there was that, and that is not the part that would disturb me if I was a Panthers fan. It was the part that said sources say Matt Rule will not be broken up too much about their eventual split that would worry me and you know my first thought on that was like what why would he be upset about what he's been given since being at carolina and my first thought was cam newton returning because matt rule split with cam pretty early on in his tenure and then it all was it a move at the top was it a tepper was it fitterer it wasn't rule that said hey let's go get cam newton so I wonder if that that's the or first thought it, I had. Or maybe it was. Is that you know, he's the only one that's talked highly about Cam. Fitterer hasn't said much good things about you know, he hasn't he's been pretty neutral on it. And then I, I think Matt Rule was using that they've used Cam Newton as a way to like try to re ingratiate themselves with the fans a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like uh, and I think that even he is recognizing that. But I do I understand what you're saying about like What's upsetting is like if if it wouldn't upset you to be fired. <laughs> I know. How much are you really? Do you really want to do it anyway? And um, and then the other thing that really bothers me about this clip is that this is just like failing up. Yeah, I think you've you've put it this way is like all, Montgomery. All these, yeah, is that the we just are rewarding all these people. Like he knows this is like at the end of the day, like he's gonna have somebody's gonna give him a job, and I don't yeah. know if that's even a right. You know, I mean, probably a head coaching job yeah, in college at a probably a a big school. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going to be coming to ECU or something. Why you got to put down ECU? I'm not putting them down. Yes, but you are. You just what did you just do then? Do you consider them a big coaching job? No. <laughs> well, stop putting them down, Clip. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Look, we got our coach. Would you yes, rather have Mike do. Houston or Matt Rule? But I think I would rather have Mike Houston. I would. What am I saying? Yeah. Um, oh, totally. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is this: is that ECU's got a strong football program, but you would probably call it a mid-level. I know across the board. That's... And what I'm saying is this: is that he's being he could be so bad, and still he's going to fall into a job that's even in a high tier. I mean, hell, he was rumored to, like, what were the, uh, was it Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. Like, one of the blue bloods of college football. Well, they always make terrible decisions, though. And Oklahoma, too, was a possibility. Yeah. And, by the way, Todd McShay, uh, he must have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera or Norv Turner's kid, because how in the world is Carolina the least destination in the NFL compared to, like, Washington or Jacksonville or another? I don't know. That was a weird for wonder, him. It's just the I wonder idea why he the, would uh, say that. I think it's the uncertainty at the like future. Yeah, coach. is that so you're going to be a the fear of being a Josh Rosen, and that's where yeah. a lot of people have actually the one of the main fears of drafting a quarterback for the Carolina Panthers is just drafting a guy, and whether or not he's good or bad, 
is you'll never get to know because find out probably because then there's going to be a new coach in and then there's this idea that new coaches want their guy and their quarterback which i don't understand why i think having a quarterback would be able to attract a better uh coach right is like if i was a coach i'd want to go somewhere yeah. with yeah, yeah, a yeah. guy that might work well that's what we say at the end of every year and the coaching carousel begins all right what's the most attractive job and we the first thing we list is the starting quarterbacks for those teams so you're right about that it could also attract better players tony and in fact one of your players is saying publicly he does not want a particular quarterback to come to carolina How about who? robbie, <laughs> robbie what did he Anderson? Say, who did he say that about um sam I, donald I, I haven't seen no this no no uh about baker mayfield oh really so on social media there's been two posts there was one about a report about baker mayfield yeah here, so i think the first one was this um something about ian rapaport most likely landing spot for baker mayfield is carolina robbie anderson said no <laughs> okay and then okay maybe we got this maybe this is a mistake we're blowing this out of proportion uh then there was another one comes back with some more. robbie anderson does not want baker mayfield to come to carolina that was the headline robbie anderson just in case you thought maybe there was a misunderstanding no there's not wow <laughs> imagine if they went and got him i know well uh, look, uh, nice to meet you well uh, yeah all, all of a sudden baker's not throwing his way i, I kind of there's two sides to this these athletes are not robots they have real feelings and real thoughts should they put every one of them out there they're right they have the right to do so but it's not great for a locker room <laughs> but i'm not gonna say it exactly <laughs> you can think it but you ain't gotta say it you can say it but you probably shouldn't say it well i don't think robbie is known for being the most like thoughtful person in the in that light who's you know, that diplomatic bear? what's that bear who's that bear yeah what who's what's that bear doing? what's that bear doing <laughs> uh but hey i'm you know what i feel him on this is i don't want baker mayfield either is that you got to trade for him that stinks on top of that we saw look at what happened with odell beckham and the dad and talking about how bad he was and now baker mayfield is going on some podcast talking about he like to go uh, boo he's people doing with. the darnold he did the darnold but worse he's like i'd love to show up at some but imagine if i showed up and booed at your cubicle which i love how he thinks this is that every person in the world like it's just like uh, that the typical fan is some idiot that works in a cubicle it's kind of like, like the lame life it's yeah. the default go-to. like i saw an episode of the office and that's where everybody works at dunder mifflin everybody is uh not even michael scott they're um the real dumb guy what's his name his real name is brian what's the guy's name on the office fat guy kevin oh kevin thank you thank you me you're welcome uh was that what was that remember when he did? yeah that was pretty good tony good stuff <laughs> um by the way i saw a good reply to that baker comment that said all right fine baker give me 28 million dollars you can come boo me but you do have to buy two thousand dollars <laughs> i tickets. did see that one too. <laughs> there are some uh some things you got to do to do that including buy season tickets to come see me work to boo me uh, oh and travel by car yeah four hours. you gotta stay there all day be tired in the sun Tra- good luck parking at the office too yeah. <laughs> it's a bitch to get in here 
So you don't have the key like you do to your own stadium. Throw another thousand, and we'll give you a parking pass. Uh, you still got to walk a <laughs> Maybe mile. Maybe I'll and sign half. an autograph for you. Yeah, bum. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Tony Dunn. We'll talk a little draft. Uh, saw. Uh, I don't know, man. What's fact? What's fiction? We'll talk about it when we return after this. Listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, we are less than two weeks away from the NFL draft coming up on let's see 15 29 the 28th is that right i I need to get to work then what kind of work you gotta do uh actually clip maybe you can help me with this is i want um we're gonna try to have like a quick hit um kind of insider take on a team and instead of bringing them on the show live because they're all busy that day i want to get them record uh like a two-minute thoughts maybe give them two prompts going just, into the pick or after the pick like actually we're going to play them they're like kind of covering the hour before the draft like what okay. they think's going to happen and stuff like that but i think because it's so hard to get guests on the the draft show because they're all busy especially the writers they got to you know pound out these articles and try to beat everybody to the press or not be late well tony this will be the seventh or eighth year in a row where you said clip we might do something with you on draft night and you've never done it before this. right now because i'm lazy man i just get lazy and then i'm busy at work i disagree you've had some uh you've done you've had some good shows and you have live guests on i mean try, you do it try you do it i'll say try not to bother you too much how about this tony whatever you need from me uh, count me in bro got you got you all right, so... You're always working, though, so I don't feel bad asking you to talk more sports. Draft night, I'll likely be at our mutual acquaintance's CW's house at his annual draft party. He does it right. He is a draft... Like, he's the guy that wears the NFL Shield shirt. Like, he likes the Bucks. He's a Bucks fan. But he just loves the NFL. I've never seen someone so much into the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. he's from there. He, so it's just think, like it's like oh like we go there every two weeks it feels like gosh man. he protects the shield yeah he uh but he uh, will have his draft um prop bets and all it's a lot he's organized and thoughtful yeah. it's all the things i'm not <laughs> all right so going into this tony like first of all you have to separate the actual writers with insight from the tony duns and clip rocks who just kind of go off opinion i disagree <laughs> so, i think they're just those people with platforms now once you separate those two you also have to think okay is what Schefter and rapaport are saying because they're hearing it directly from the team is the team being truthful or is it a smoke screen so really you never know so you see so much different stuff on we'll take the panthers for example malik willis is the guy 
Matt Corral is visiting. They're back to Kenny Pickett again. And I recently saw the Panthers could trade could draft a quarterback at six or trade back because now you're seeing the reports of Desmond Ritter has first round talent, according to scouts, should be drafted in the first round. Sam Howell moving back into the first round. I mean, it is madness. They're just talking. I, yeah, I know. I they know. have to do what we have to do, and that is fill an hour <laughs> with talk yeah. you know they got mad at me on our show this past week it's like just talk football and we were talking about the cam story we were talking about the sam darnold somebody put y'all like are the tmz of the panthers i mean i don't really care that it's that. april I was, bro I was like what else are we spe-? i said i'm tired of talking about who we're gonna pick at six we don't have a schedule yet which by the way that could come out next i week. think it does it comes out two weeks before the draft so. uh so then tony you can break down week one you can do yeah, a full preview we could be like holy cow we can let's make our picks <laughs> because clearly we know so much about how this team looks and how it fares but this is what the sports it's actually it's terrible and it's great right it's terrible because we just kind of get roped into these cycles of just nonsensical talk and speculation. <laughs> but then also, we do it. I know. And it's kind of fun at times. Yeah. And it's when, more, more fun than talking politics. When ESPN News came out, it was like the greatest thing ever. Like 24 hours of Holy sports cow. live. I like, bet you the news wasn't even ready for how much news there is now with I, this. It's like, good God. I saw somebody complaining about like how Twitter is... They're like, imagine if we wouldn't have all the writers, uh, sports writers wouldn't have just volunteered all their information for free on Twitter. Hmm. Instead, like try to own their content. This whole like, well, what if we still actually had physical magazines too? Yeah. But I mean, you can't fight it, man. The internet is decentralized all of this. And to be honest, this is why I say I don't, I don't think these guys are in that much more in the know than we are. Um, I mean, like it does... Maybe. And again, if they they have better contacts than we do, but if but those contacts could be feeding them crap. Yeah, I mean, what are the Panthers doing? Like calling up Schefter and be like, "We just want to give you a little bit, a little bit, not everything, a little taste, just never." I don't know. I mean, basically, is that look? It's all common sense. You can either pick a quarterback, you can pick an offensive lineman, or you can trade back. Chandler, ah, uh, you. I don't know who you started with. Did you start with Kenny Pickett? Who you wanted? Because you shifted I to did. His, his I started Willis. with Kenny Pickett. You okay? You start okay. Pickett, and then you wanted Willis, mm-hmm. and and this week, now I'm trying to sell y'all Matt Corral because he's been my guy. I don't mind Matt Corral. I told you the other night. Uh, this is going to basically answer your question. The other night at trivia, we were talking. I said, Tony, I'm to the point where I don't care who it is as long as it's just a quarterback. Because well, you said something else that night too that you said I'm starting to fall in love with Kenny Pickett again. Yeah. And I said that to you uh, here at the studio, too, because, I mean, just looking at his tape, I don't know. I, a wise friend I don't of mine, know. A just, wise friend of mine told me, don't fall in love with players. He advised me that. He said, I saw you had a love with this Cam Newton. It was a healthy one. It was a healthy one, but you probably don't need to do that again. So don't fall in love with any of these dudes. But I, I don't get think you. Chandler's in love. I think he's, love. he might be lusting for Kenny Pickett yeah, right now. There you go. I'm lusting for a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. He's ready to point. settle. I, I just have it's either a quarterback. You can fill in the name. You tell me who you want. I don't care. Just pick one <laughs> or give me one of those left tackles because that like anything else other than that, then I'm just going to be whelmed. Sauce Gardner, underwhelmed. Hmm. 
if we don't draft Yo, a quarterback corner yeah we got jc horn yeah. last year and that is even that was a hard if you want to see tony have a negative reaction to every draft pick every year is just watch our show because it somehow i'm unhappy with Who'd the draft want? pick Remind I wanted, me. I wanted either Justin Fields or Tackle. Same, oh, the right, same. Right, right, right. I was in the same scenario. Is I don't really care who we, it is. It, look, if we don't go with a quarterback in two Thursdays. I, every opposing coach this year for the Panthers get, get a farewell farewell gift from Matt Rule. Mm-hmm. He's done. Yeah, I agree. He's done. He's, He's probably done, done anyway. He and go. according to Todd McShay. He doesn't give a don't damn. Don't matter. The farewell tour is we're this crying year, harder than he is. <laughs> he should uh, pull a Coach K and just say, "I'm leaving the Panthers after this year." But he should you know say what? it right now. And I'm just, like you. He, he can't quit. Though. Take one of these quarterbacks, and you're right, Corral. I, I, Corral looks good. I mean, and I really I liked him over Pickett when I was watching, you know, college football. Um, but just like the quarterback. There's a bunch of left tackles here in the in the draft. It's a great where, draft. Where you really cannot go wrong. Well, that's what they've told us. I mean, but now the left tackle yeah. that I've seen the most, and I told you the other day, I, and we talked about it last week on the show, we brought up mock drafts. I remember last year, I was looking at like two or three a day. This year, I might have looked. I might have looked at two or three in the whole off season since you know. Is that because you're so down on the Panthers right now? Probably that you that, And that I, I think, think that's maturing. I, I think that <laughs> yeah. I think that plays a big part. Yeah, I used. I've to also watch learned the to not look at a mock draft and believe anything and get excited. Tony but, used to do a draft preview where you would yeah. have all the guy, all the we prospects. Had this guide. It was just a nauseating amount of work. You would for watch them. the combine. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This like guy. take notes. But yeah. you, look, you have a bunch of. Um, you got a bunch of great choices, just like the quarterback position. You got Charles Cross from Mississippi State. You got the guy from NC State, um, and then you also have Evan Neal, who's a really big left tackle. Uh, I'll be. Sounds like the Panthers could trade back if they wanted to. You're, you're not. You are not a fan of that. You're go ahead and get your guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I is this accumulating picks is just, and I, I don't know. Maybe if you trade back and then trade back it, like get back in to the first or something like this but this whole let's try to find a diamond in the rough quarterback in the second they pulled up a list of quarterbacks i think i mentioned this to you at sports trivia that the quarterbacks taken in the second round over the last 20 years i don't know if you mentioned it to me but i saw the list and it is pretty brutal like the best one up there was like andy dalton Derek carr yeah carr was colin kaepernick will greer was one of them right no he was third okay so that is so the other if, thing. If it we, was just go, second. Say we do take a quarterback in the second round. That's either going to be Ritter or Howe. Yeah, I mean, would you not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if what any of these guys are going to translate. So if you think that they're going to be that good, I'm just asking. If you think that they could be the starter in a year, why would you not even pick them at six? You're kind of turning into me, Tony. Because a lot of people, I, I, I'm, I got to the point where I just like, like, what do you think Washington should do? I don't know. I just want them to win. We're paying people money to figure that crap out. Let them do it. Like, I'll have a call it. I'll choose I'll, 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 Matt Corral. Fine. Yeah, He's like, my you guy. can't make fun of us for not knowing anything, but then ask us all the time what we want to do, <laughs> what we think we should do. Yeah. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> So yeah, uh, but if I was that. inside the room and I had more information and I was listening to different scouts if and you some could of interview the, concerns, the guys, I would then make a better, you know, like a, I think a more uh, thoughtful decision on who I want or informed. Right now, I'm just looking at the same crap everybody else is looking at and hoping it projects into the NFL. And um, and sometimes, 
I think that's all they're doing too. They don't really have a, but these guys don't know. And that's the real concern is that who when we Chandler, if you say I don't care who it is, like we're at, like just pick one of them, that also means we're probably going to get it wrong because Matt Rule's picking the person. <laughs> is Sam Darnold on the roster regardless when the season starts? He I think so. Right right now. So what's so, Scott Fitterer for if Matt Rule is ma- making? That's this a pick? good question. Is uh, why are you saying that? Are well, you yeah, why are you, you saying say that? that? Is that a, is that a true yeah, statement? kind of a joke? Okay. I mean, okay. kind of a joke is that he's going to get it wrong. Is my point, but he's it's not. not but Matt right. Rule's going to have his say. So, like, hey, this is the. I mean, I'm just saying. If he Matt says Rule go left, proved- if if we were like, hey, do you think we should take the left path or the right path? I'm saying, what do you think, Matt Rule? He says go left. I'm walking right. <laughs> Matt Rule's cutting through the middle in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, well, you look at all those the pro- briars. <laughs> you look at you look at all those pro days with Pickett, Willis. Who's the guy that's in the face of the quarterback? It's Matt. It's Matt Rule. It's not Scott Fitterer. He's there. But your guy is Matt Rule up in the face a, doing this. Look, Scott Fitter, who's the guy measuring hands? That's Matt Rule. Or was it Fitterer? I don't know. Actually, then they <laughs> tried to downplay it. You know, there was a, there's a story that came out on the Panthers website, and it was like, we didn't ask to see his hand size. That's not actually true. It was Pickett's people who wanted to show off his hands. Like, hey, son, go give it, go show that guy how, how cool your hands are. <laughs> Unless all that, they are awful looking. Have you seen? I'm I'm telling you this. Has you seen that picture where Kenny Pickett's throwing? I put it, and it's bad. That hand looks weird. His non-throwing hand does look like the guy from Scary Movie. Yeah, and this means nothing, but I just do not love the double the double glove vibe. Why? David Carr did it for y'all. But that's why he doesn't like it. (laughs) You know who else did it for us? Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy two gloves. Which I don't really even care about this stuff. I'm starting to think Peyton Manning used to wear gloves. Yeah, I think Kenny Pickett could be fine. I'm not getting scared off by the... And I get so nauseated by the overdraft talk is that, oh, he's worth 27. The number 27 pick, but he's not worth the 22. That's way overpaying. you hate that. And so I think that we can get baited into that when they say, well, we have a first round grade on him, but we don't on this guy. Well, your grades don't matter. What they they do on the field matters. And I think Kenny Pickett has shown uh, he's got a lot of experience at quarterback. Um, He's been under the Whipple guy who is uh, he was a former offensive coordinator in the nfl mark whip yeah i know the name um so he's got some of that and and he's produced he's part of the whipple tree the whipple tree. the whipple fan come whipple you uh shirley take us to break when we come back i'm gonna ask tony what all-time panther would he have fight his enemy for him what all-time panther would he like to have marry his daughter and what all-time Panther would he like to live with for a year? I've got my answer. I'll ask Chan Man as well. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back for the latest breaking news interesting stories and awesome contests that can make you a winner be sure to follow pirate radio on our social media on facebook twitter and instagram at pr927 fm join the over fifty-four thousand followers today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock all right fun discussion during the break that we will now bring to you on the air kind of my question of the day and i'm gonna uh 
This came from last night during the ECU rain delay. I just put it out there. What current pirates would you like to have? One, fist fight your enemy. Two, marry your sister slash daughter. Three, live with for a year. And we got some answers. We'll read those uh, to the players when they join us in the Players Lounge Monday. And I want to ask them the same question. Which one of their teammates would they uh, answer that? But I'm kind of I'm asking it and in different categories depending on the person and tony's our panthers guy chandler also a panthers fan so we'll ask those three questions and you must pick three panthers uh all-time panthers could be any year any team so first up guys uh tony you said this was the easiest one and you said that and then immediately uh yeah i understand why who what panther would you have fist fight your enemy it's steve smith i mean he he is He's got to be the guy you pick for a back alley brawl. Now, no fear. No fear. It's a great pick because he has fault opponents. The problem is he's also fault teammates. So as long yeah, as he would turn like around. It's like he doesn't turn around and punch me. <laughs> um, and, and I think the 1A would be Greg Hardy. I mean, Greg Hardy's literally knocking dudes out right now. Like he's in MMA. And I think not, he's getting knocked out. Well, he's knocked some guys out too. All right. Um, I'm going Julius Peppers on that category. Is he from mean a, enough? From an intimidating standpoint, yeah, but he does have a good smile. I guess Steve Smith does, too. I think uh, Big Money would be good in a fight. Charles Johnson. I bet you he could fight. He's a dog. He is. He's a Georgia, a Georgia Bulldog. Bulldog. All right. Uh, any other... Uh, fi- it's big-time fighters. Any other uh, guys come to mind? Who would you not it would have? would not be Ray Lucas. Would not- is he the guy <laughs> that got Lucas. beat up? Ken, Ken Lucas. Lucas. Sorry. Ray uh, Lucas was a quarterback. Yeah, uh, probably would not be Christian McCaffrey. He's always hurt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Burson. Yeah, Burson. <laughs> I feel like he would get mugged. Uh, D'Angelo Williams. He's a good fake fighter. Good fake fighter, but not as good as Pat McAfee. He is fake a fight. great That was fake like fighter. a way to steal. And I'm not a wrestling guy. I, wish, I know you're uh, not. I wish uh, CJ was here. Is that? And I think we mentioned this last week, is that after coming off a bad event previously wwe and the that, royal rumble yeah yeah they really pat mcafee just sold it for it him. was awesome man him with the beard that was funny yeah all right uh your answer chandler for the fist fight uh julius peppers oh that's right you're going exactly. pep okay all right question two who would you want to have marry your sister slash daughter tony you have daughters yes i have two um and a sister I do, and I'm kind of like don't want anybody to marry any of them. But well, right. Well, that's the thing. You got to find a good guy. I got it. Jordan Gross. Hmm. Funny. Okay. Funny, smart, responsible, healthy. Like he's got great personality. Uh, He's got a farm. Like he's not like. I mean, he seems like he has the ability to shrink. Yes. I mean, he's not like (laughs) going to die of obesity and a heart attack (laughs) because like now he's just so he he's always great to listen to as a color commentator. I like too like he hasn't committed to doing it entirely. Like he's like, I got other stuff I like to do, too. I got to run this farm. One Um, problem. Okay, Your uh, daughter slash sister's last name will be gross. True. And they'll have kids with the last name gross and they'll get. I'd be like. This is what happens when you two are in the... It's gross. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Chandler. Uh, I'm going Luke Keekley. Why? He's a humble guy. He didn't let the fame and fortune get to him. He's just a regular old dude. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's very loyal. In fact, I think he's like still with the girlfriend that he had throughout college. Um, 
He's if, just a really cool dude. Who do you think your daughter would back. want to marry most? We're picking Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley. Really? I was going yes. to say Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Any girl that you fella. saw with a Carolina Panthers jersey, I feel like, you know, is a big fan. I feel like you're really underselling Christian McCaffrey. They love Christian McCaffrey now. But, like, think about the girls that were, like, head over heels for Luke Keekley. Yeah. All right. I had a uh, – this was, like, selfish. Like, honey, here's who I want you to marry because I think he'd be a fun brother-in-law slash son-in-law. Jake DeLone. Yeah, he's fun. Eat some Bojangles. Can't really out. understand what he says. Nah, I think he'd be fun to hang out with like a cookout or he's something. He's also got a farm. Yeah. He does. I think he'd be He a, likes horses. I, I could get down with that. Yeah. All right. And he's the toughest one. Who do you want to live with for a year? Who would be a good roommate? I mean, I don't know how I can say anybody other than Cam Newton. I think that is an absolute Bad ridiculous one? answer. How about this one? I just don't know what... How would you have a conversation with him, Tony? It would be eclectic. <laughs> I know who I want, baby. Uh, I got another one for surprise. No, but Cam's got to be your guy. So, I, All right, well, since, your... since you went with Cam, I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Same question. How do you have a conversation you with him? You can't, but you always feel like you're in a, a Wayne Brothers movie. <laughs> Like, I mean, uh, you feel like you go walk in his bedroom and he's got all those guns out. Do you remember what was that? Uh, don't be a menace, yeah. Again, Tony, what did I get it wrong? No, you got it right, but I, I mean, that movie's 30 years old. Ridiculous. I don't remember oh. it. I didn't, okay. I might get with I feel like Trey Boston. How do you not remember that? Trey Boston, I remember the name fun. of the movie, I don't remember what happened. Okay, um, Trey Boston, here's the one I'd like to hang out with Keyshawn Johnson. What, what, what? He's cool, man. He's I funny. Don't know. I think all these guys, I don't know. I, they all seem unrelatable to me. Of course, they're super football stars, dude. I guess. All right, so who would you want? Brenton Burson? No. Let's hang out with Brent. Actually, that'd be cool. Who could no. Jerry? Let's go take Jerry's boat out. Uh, let me think. Before you soured me, I would have said D'Angelo Williams. I thought he was a fun guy, but he seems kind of spiteful now. I think Jonathan Stewart's a nice dude. He'd be like a good roommate. Like he'd always pay his bills on time, not eat your food. Who are some Panthers from the past or present? Uh, yeah, I can't think of nothing. I mean, imagine living oh, with yeah. Steve Smith. You would just live in nah. terror. <laughs> <laughs> Locked in your room. Why you put a dead boat on your door? Go away, Steve! <laughs> Who ate my cheese dips? Oh, God. Someone ate Steve's cheese dips. Cam would come out in the living room wearing a sundress and be like... <laughs> Look, one of us is going to have to cook dinner. <laughs> it ain't going to be me. True. But I'd be like, well, that's what women do. It's Bo Bats, ladies and gentlemen. Bo uh, Bats is here. Hey, Bo. Um, Cam Newton would be fun. I think Christian McCaffrey would be fun. He'd bring some good talent around. I don't know. He'd always be like working Look, he, out. He loves stuff. a good cigar. He loves a good cigar. I feel so Scotch. out of shape beside him. I'm so ugly. <laughs> You'd be. You have your shirt. Like, off we gotta a find bit. the ugliest panther. I gotta have, live with that dude. So I have to get a little shine. Yeah, some right guard from. Two. <laughs> you know what? I would live with Byron Bell because because <laughs> you just talk junk to him. The whole no, because you have trashed him so much. I'd like to say some nice things to him. Hi, right, Byron. You, your shirt looks nice today. It's like, all untucked and like ugly. Like if uh, <laughs> he would just weep every time I came over. <laughs> like, gosh, you made my myself. You ruined my self worth, Tony. Uh, fun little exercise there yeah. to think about. I should have given <laughs> that you more time. Steve Smith and the bolt. That. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
What you doing in there? I see you dead boat of your door. <laughs> you just, see this face? Can you see him yelling from the outside the door? Just like... <laughs> you see this face? That means you stole my cheese then. <laughs> oh, and you see this face again? Tony, that means I'm going to whoop your you ass. You come home late night and you're you're starving, yeah. but like all your food's gone and all you got is Steve Smith's munchies. Do you touch them? So what's... Oh, oh no, you can't. What's I, the worst thing a roommate's ever done to you? I don't know. I was probably the bad roommate yeah. with me and Hagen. I just remember a neighbor had a great story is that he had leftovers from like Olive Garden and it was like chicken marinade. Like, oh, and, man. And he said that his roommate when it came home late and just ate the chicken off the top of oh, it like man. he didn't even eat the whole plate Bad he just, just took the chicken off the top of it yeah. imagine doing that to steve smith oh man it'd be the end of it <laughs> all right tony what you got going on uh i guess i need to start preparing for this draft thing yeah yeah that's might it. as well it's, right. it's easter easter weekend family stuff like that all right you're not gonna do the musician one yeah we'll do it in hour three okay yeah we got time to kill. We got folks to kill. Shirley said, "What about me?" Yeah, we got. We, Shirley, we'll get to you. Hang on, relax. I was just asking. All right, we'll take a time out when we return. Morgan Aylers will join us. We got a giveaway. We got Greeny from the Golf Shop Radio Show. A lot more to go. Bo Bats is here. I don't know if he's making a show appearance or not. Maybe an unscheduled Bo ba- uh, Bo Bats appearance. Hey, he come, stick he, around for hour three. We're he, giving away some beer. Shut up, Steve. He comes. <laughs> he, he comes bearing gifts. Ah, ah, man, what a guy. Santa Bo. Uh, we'll be back with you after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. It is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville on Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll make you a winner. We've got some Bush Latte. Also a large two-topping pizza to Domino's. It can be yours if you're the lucky caller coming up later on this hour. We are reaching out to Morgan Aylers on the Pirate Radio Live line. We'll get him momentarily and a surprise pop-in visit from Bo Bats. Uh, what a Friday treat here on the program. Bo, good to see you. How you doing, man? Hey, great. Good to see you. And I thought with it being Bush, it was Bush late, not latte. Shirley's busy. She doesn't have the uh, rim shot Da-da-dum. ready, but you can do your own. <laughs> Bo brings the humor every time he comes in. Also, the gifts. Uh, you came bearing gifts, as always. We really appreciate that, Bo. And uh, but I tell you what, as we get to Morgan Aylers here, uh, what are you up to with the Pitt County Girls Softball League? What do y'all got going on? We we've got our big um, annual fund, what they call fund night raffle coming up May the twentieth. We're selling tickets, so if you uh, if you're approached by any of these beautiful young ladies that are a part of the league, and I think we've got 
close to 290 players this year so we're excited about that uh, please please buy a few of those two dollar tickets all right and uh, how do you do that just all you got to do is you need to call me and i'll direct you towards a player or i always have them with me so okay. that's the standard joke is i always have peanuts and raffle <laughs> tickets so all right uh every time you see them uh and we'll we'll talk more about that let's bring on morgan Ayler. speaking of softball i understand morgan Ayler was a really good softball player in his time is that true morgan uh i, I wasn't bad i could hit it a long way i hope so yeah or at least the other team would think you could, as big of a fella you are. I played with a lot of guys that played a lot of softball already. Yeah. Back in the day. Morgan, uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Beautiful day, beautiful Friday, Easter weekend. It's a great day. It's a great day, and spring football wrapped up last Saturday. And from everybody we talked to and, and seeing his interviews and talking to folks, it seems like the most – upbeat happy positive mike houston's been for a long period of time since he's been here at east carolina seemed like morgan he was very pleased with the football team this spring i i believe he was i think that uh you know he came in you know three four years ago and had a really uphill battle and you know there's just a a difference in when you're talking to him you know he doesn't seem like he's got the, the weight of the world on his shoulders and he's having to you know to dig up 350 feet to get to the surface and now he's he's up three or four stories above the ground now which is good and uh but they put a lot of hard work in and the coaches have of bringing the right people in and i really think this could be a fun year to be a pirate and bo you follow it and we've had discussions going into seasons in years past of well, okay who, who's going to be the coach this year who's uh who's going to be the quarterback that's been answered with Holden Aylers all right they bring in a new defensive coordinator Blake Harrell well now everything is very stable in all those areas and uh it's good to go into a season without a ton of questions with a lot of answers already it, it really is I mean I think the the one of the greatest things is what they've been able to do with the offensive line yeah. and defensive line I mean, it's amazing that Holton has survived <laughs> the the lines he's had to work behind. So, but I think now that's uh, that to me that's always been the basis of a really solid football program is good lines. And Morgan talking to Donnie Kirkpatrick earlier this week, uh, you kind of alluded to it there that they might not be done bringing in some help on the O line and at the wide receiver position. If there are, if there is a question mark. And we haven't said this a lot over the years for the ECU football. It is at wide receiver, but sounds like they still could bring in some help uh, in those two spots. From what I understand, you know, they they, they brought in uh, Jalen Johnson from Georgia, who's here. He had, got a little banged up in the spring, so he did play in the spring game. Uh, bringing in Isaiah Winstead, who was at Norfolk State, and went to Toledo. Really high on him, watching his film. And I know Holton's had a chance to throw with him a little bit, and I think he'll be here for the first session of summer school. Um, Holden said he's got just tremendous ability going up and getting the football and breakaway speed. So hopefully that'll be the case. And then I wouldn't be shocked if they bring in one or two more people. And from an offensive line standpoint, you know, there was, you look at what they brought out there with the first team the other day and they played, you know, really well. They're starting to really gel. But there's two guys that are sitting out that are potential starters in Vanderlyn and Bailey Malavik. And then you've got two kids that are transferring in, um, Justin Red, and you got the, young man another young man coming in so they'll be here this summer so those are four guys that are potential starters that weren't even here in the spring game last time we've looked at a line uh, the offensive line and go wow we're you know 10 12 deep yeah the case this year i guess to answer your question probably the holtz days may you know maybe Mm -hmm. a year or two with 
with Ruff, but yeah, it has been a long time. Speaking of which, uh, Skip Holtz will be on TV tomorrow night coaching a football game. Y'all going to watch the USFL? What channel's it on? <laughs> you know what? You're going to find it, Bo, with your rabbit ears because it's on both Fox and NBC. They're almost forcing you to watch it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> They're putting it in your face. Trivia. I've got a trivia question for you, Cliff. Uh-oh. When is the only other time that there has been a major sporting event on two major networks simultaneously? You know what? This is a great question that I don't know the answer to. Uh, okay, Bo says he knows it. Hold on. I, I, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to say a Super Bowl. But. It was Super Bowl one, right? What? Yes. Ah, all right. Super Bowl one because the contract was with the AFL and the NFL each had separate contracts. Ah. Those contracts were still in place. I think it was maybe if I'm wrong. It's one of the three. It's either NBC. I think it might have been NBC and CBS that it was on. But, yeah, that's the only other time it's happened. But it's going to happen uh, this year because it's a joint league between – uh, the two networks, so that's going to be interesting. And some are saying this game will be even bigger than Super Bowl one. Nobody's saying that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but somebody ought to be. Morgan, uh, what do you do? You work in Saturday night? Or are you uh, going to flip over there and check it out? Um, see, that's the advantage of doing what I do and where I do play the play music. Sometimes I'll be down at Market Street Pub Saturday night. They got a couple of TVs, so I get to watch games. There you go, and and entertain the fives and fives of people. Ah, uh, <laughs> shut up! You, people come out to see DJ Captain Morgan wherever he is. We're not even going to pretend. I had a great crowd last night there. We'll have a great crowd Saturday. There you go. Expecting a full house now. There, Morgan, uh, Jeff, Charles so used the old line on Wednesday with me. Said, "Get, uh, we need to be program sellers and mingies because we're going to have a lot of new names, a lot of new faces, and you're going to have a lot of new names to pronounce." And uh, but this one's easy. One of the new additions. Bo will say it right now. Bo, uh, that name's easy to say. What you got? I'm going with QD. <laughs> Quentin uh, D. Bonge. Uh Morgan, how about four new members of the basketball roster brought in by Michael Schwartz? I think in a span of five days. It's been within the last week as he has got to work. We've seen some guys obviously out of the portal, but uh, Michael Schwartz trying to put an early stamp on uh, year one of his uh, era here at East Carolina. Yeah, from what you know, the coaching staff, I haven't had a chance to meet him yet. I'm, I'm hoping to do so here next month or so and get over there and say hello and but from what i've read you know they're out there working hard they brought in four commitments so far and i think they're probably going to go after a couple more i would think um it was sad to see some of these players transfer and and transfer out but you know in today's world that's you know that happens and that's just part of college basketball and uh coach coach schwartz and his staff are really getting after it you know, they need to because uh, they've got to fill that roster out, but you better fill it out with the guys that can play. Yeah. Watching the, the players on, you know, on film, you know, look like looks like they can. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully the best that will be uh, next year. It will be a fun time in Midgies getting, uh, first of all, used to seeing what everybody looks like, yeah. who, they, who they are, and uh, then getting out there and watching the style of basketball that he's going to bring to the table, defensive-minded coach and, uh, but at the same time, you know, everybody talks about how good he is defensively at Tennessee as the defensive coordinator there. Uh, but he's also ran the offense at different places that he's been. So it's going to be fun to watch, and uh, hopefully we'll build upon what's been happening the last couple of years and move forward. Bo, how about a sign of the times? The most surprising sports story today is not who left, who's transferring. It's that Armando Baycott and Leaky Black are returning to North Carolina. Like, yeah, that, that's normal. Well, that's not normal anymore. 
the normal thing is for folks to leave and we're we're talking about guys coming back to to unc to play another year it kind of tells you where college sports college basketball is right it now. really is and you know both of them are eligible for social security and that's it's going to be really nice to have <laughs> them coming back they've each been there leaky black's been there through three presidents so um well, some of those folks, those old folks that sit in the front row at Chapel Hill, I think they're, buddy, they're, they're golf buddies <laughs> with them, right, at this point. Uh, but it, it is kind of crazy, Morgan, that that's now like uh, that's so outside the norm that it's news when players return to school the next year. Well, I think with the NBA, it's a little bit different than maybe baseball or football because football, I think you have seven rounds of the draft. The NBA, you really only have two. And then you sign, you know, free agents come in and you do their thing and Nowadays, the scouting is so much that these they, they might have said, "Okay, you're 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 draftable, but are you going to be a high pick, or you come back another year, you could be a first round pick?" And the money between first and second round in the NBA is quite substantial. But uh, you know, so congratulations to them; they didn't opt to go somewhere else, and uh, maybe they really believe they have a chance next year to win it all. I mean, they can't win a lot further this year than most people thought they were going to go, especially early in the season. A lot of people said they were horrible. Uh, but they, you know, finished second in the country, and maybe they think they have a chance to to win it all next year. So we'll see. Morgan Naylor's joining us. Bo Bats here in the studio. Bo, I tell you, Morgan, I think part of the deal with Baycock is he can't shoot the ball more than about five feet. I mean, he he can shoot free throws fairly consistently, but as you know, the NBA now wants six, eleven, seven footers that can handle the ball out on the on the perimeter and shoot threes. So he's he's really kind of a, a he's a great ball player, but he's kind of a, a kind of a, a dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> really. Well, he's a, he, yeah, he's a throwback to what being an inside player used to be. It used to be if you could go within eight to ten feet of the basket and have a decent little jump shot, little hook, or you know, power game. You know, it was really important. But I'll tell you, it shows the importance of what he did at Carolina when he went out of the championship game. That was the difference in the game, the last couple minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. First two times down the court, Kansas pounds it right inside. They get four points, and, you know, they never look back. And big difference. He's a, he's a difference maker for that basketball team. Now, he might not be a difference maker in the NBA, but he is for Carolina. Man, yeah, there was a time where, uh, yeah, we'll take a guy that defends the rim and gets 18 rebounds a game. And now he might be like a, a rotation player uh, in the NBA, if that. So Mark Williams is going to face the same thing to the yeah. Duke kid. He's, he's not a – He's not an outside shooter, and yet he's a great rim protector and great and a good rebounder. And I've seen a lot of Hornets fans want him to replace the other Dookie we have right now, Mason Plumley. I don't want to see his face anymore in a Hornets uniform. About done with him, but uh, bring on the new Dookie, I guess, and replace him. I watched my, I watched my uh, NBA basketball game the other night. It was the first round, I guess, the first game between Atlanta and oh god, and I watched it for maybe. 20 seconds and Plumlee just got poster sized. <laughs> hey, and that was during the warm ups. That was in the layup line. Uh, Morgan, good stuff. Thanks for joining us, man. Uh, where are you going to be this weekend, you say? Uh, I'm going to be playing at Market Street Pub tomorrow night, Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Come on out. Morgan, thanks, man. Thanks. You guys have a great weekend. Happy Easter. Thank you, you too. There is Morgan Aylers joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Bo Bats here in studio. Bo, uh, one more time, Pitt County Girls Softball League. Uh, you got the raffle going on. How can folks uh, get a ticket? We we do, Clip, and it's um, uh, 
my number most everybody knows that i think it's on on the side of buses and in some railroad, railroad trestles <laughs> no, no, good lord i hope not um, um but my number 714-5485 or my my infamous email bobo bats at gmail.com the events may the 20th you don't have to be there to win um we are, are giving away two thousand dollars in cash split five different ways uh tv sets gas grills all kinds of gift certificates and stuff like that awesome and uh you know we we're our goal is to hit forty thousand. i feel pretty good with the number of kids that we've got that will do that and all those monies go right back into the to improving the facilities out there at Sarah Law, so hey, you know, give me a call or and I'll I'll direct you and you tell me where you live. I probably know who who the kids are that are playing, that live in your neighborhood, and uh, and we'll certainly we'll bring them to you and and, and if I sell them to you, I'll bring them to you, give you a gift and um and and, and not even ask for your firstborn child. So. <laughs> Good deal. Good stuff, Bo. Uh, Bo Bats joining us today here on Pirate Radio Live. And uh, thanks for dropping by. Anytime you got the open invite, Bo. Well, thank you, man. I'm getting ready to drink this whole 15 pack. No, you're not, because we're going to give it away before <laughs> Bo can do that. Shirley, hurry up. Hit the booty bag. Bo's going into it. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Bo, you a Bubba Sparks fan? I don't even know. <laughs> Good. You shouldn't. Uh, 317-1250. We are giving away Bush Latte, a two-topping pizza from Domino's. Shirley, what color are we looking for? 12. <laughs> Aren't you okay? Sorry. You been I was... eating both snacks in there? Hey. No, no. I, w- I took a swig of my drink All right, and let's, you caught let's me Let's do guard. something different, Shirley. Let's do give it to the person to clip left. Uh, really, look, if you need a cold one, we'll get you, we got a cold one for you. These are lukewarm. I love late. All right, three, three one seven twelve fifty. We'll have our winner and more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to our buddy Chad Moore, who was our winner for our free beer Friday. He walked away with a 15-pack of the limited edition Bush Latte aluminum bottles. And a large two-topping pizza, courtesy of Domino's. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. And the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, congrats, Chad. You are a winner here in the month of April. Halfway home in the month of April, April 15th. I know what month he will struggle in this year december december he is uh ice cold when the weather turns cold in the treasure chest um clip rock shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt cj schaefer uh tweeting about wrestling but not here at work so he does have time to do that but yeah right. yeah i there was one time uh, i think it was basketball season he was tweeting about wrestling tweeted a video of wrestling and he was in media row yeah 
It's a wow. Trend. It's a trend. And they're calling him out. Shall we revoke his credentials, do you think? We don't have the right to do that. Shall we tell ECU Media Relations to revoke his credentials? We'll tell Tom. <laughs> All right. You're out of here, buddy. Or who's the new guy for basketball? Hey, who's the new guy? <laughs> hey, who's the new guy right hey, here? Hey, Junior, here's Lord. No, we can't get rid of him. He's doing a good job. Doing a good job. He's a good kid, good family. and uh, Family. Ty? Hi. Ty? Ty. Ty? Hi. Ty? Ty? Do we need to get Gully on? <laughs> you remember? I don't uh, know, man. I, we have really. Charlie, or did Chan, y'all remember Tosh.0, Daniel Tosh? That yes, show? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that show. And he would do, um, what was it called? Like Web Redemption? Yes, where, like, Web Redemption. If somebody, there was a viral video, somebody got embarrassed. Because <laughs> we'll, well, maybe we'll get Rajay back on the Players Lounge and we'll have Gully in here. <laughs> we'll have him try to do <laughs> better. Raji, Raja. Raja, it's Raja. Ty. Ty. Hi. Ty. <laughs> he says it immediately. You know what? Immediately I, after he says hi, he says Ty. You know what I would do instead of a redemption? I would just have them recreate that exact moment right here, so I could watch them. Hi. Ty. <laughs> and just Ty? say that back and forth to one another for a good thirty minutes. We'll do a fifteen-minute segment. We'll get our break in. Fifteen minutes of them just going back and forth doing hi. Hi and Ty. Ty. Hi and Ty. Hi. Hi. Ty. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. He just says it again. He's like, Ty? Ty? Ah, it's so good. It's like Gully just learned a language. Like, he learned the English uh, language. Mama? <laughs> and mama? No, say mama. Ty? 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 Hi. <laughs> All right. Uh, i tell you what. Let's talk some golf. Let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line, Harold Varner Third. Uh, we'll be playing golf on into the weekend, and uh, let's talk about that and more now with Mark Greenelt from the Golf Shop Radio Show. You can hear it Saturdays, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, how you doing on this Friday? I'm doing great, Clip. How are you doing? Doing great. Let's uh, look back before we talk about what's going on currently and get your thoughts on Scotty Scheffler and his uh, dominance there in Augusta last weekend. And Greeny, I was kind of personally the opposite of most – I guess novice masters golf fans. I, I was locked in Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday HV three floundered a little bit. Scheffler had that big lead. I watched way more Thursday and Friday than I did Saturday and Sunday. That's usually kind of the opposite of what folks do when it comes to the Masters. But part of that was uh, was just Scotty Scheffler running away with it. Did you ever think during that weekend, that two day stretch, that his lead uh, was in danger there at Augusta? Well, you know, it, it was funny because uh, I think you and I talked on Friday, and it was like, you know, nobody had – I mean, he was just starting to make a couple birdies. And then, like, yeah. after you and I got off the, off the phone, it was like, man, he kept on going, and, and he was getting away. And I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a terrible weekend. Like, he's got a huge lead. And then, you know, on Saturday afternoon – he kind of fumbled a little bit. I mean, he bogeyed 12, he came back and birdied 13, and he bogeyed 14 and 15, and then you're like, oh, here we go, and then he birdied 17, and then he hit that horrible tee shot on 18, and you're like, all right, he makes double here. He, like, lets everybody back into this. Well, he made a great bogey after taking the uh, the unpay- unplayable drop. And then, I mean, he just put the hammer down on, on uh, Sunday. You know, Cam Smith got close a couple times. Um, so it was it was kind of like... 
he always felt like he always was always just staying one step ahead of everybody, even though Cam Smith got close and then Cam Smith hits it in the water on 12 and, uh, and that was kind of the end of it. So, you know, from, from 13 to 18, it was just, uh, it was on, on cruise control at that point. Rory McIlroy made a run on Sunday and I saw this tweet a lot and I don't know if it was people being cynical or this is the, 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 the kind of deal with, with Rory. I saw a lot of, Nobody, you know, bucks up and hits clutch putts and shots uh, when it doesn't matter more than Rory McIlroy. Is that kind of the stigma on him, or is that just uh, people being cynical there on Sunday? Yeah, I think I tweeted out at like 4.21 p.m. on Sunday that we're getting the usual from Rory McIlroy when he doesn't have a chance to win. And that's kind of been his M.O. lately. Like, especially in majors, he's playing such you know, bad golf, most of the time it's been that first round that's been crushing to him and just kind of knocks himself out of it. And then it's almost like the the weight of the world is lifted off his shoulders. And when he freewheels it and just lets it fly and just hits golf shots, that's when we see the true talent of Rory McIlroy. But the problem is when there's pressure, we don't see that anymore. I mean, you occasionally get it in regular tour events or, or DP World Tour events. And he'll go out and win one. But then, you know, then the pressure suddenly starts to mount at the next major championship and everything goes haywire. And it's funny. We've seen it like we've seen the opening bad rounds. And if you look at his statistics, we've seen opening bad rounds. And then we see him come back and get a top 10, just like he did at Augusta. And then we've seen him have three pretty decent rounds, get himself in position and implode in the fourth round. And the statistics show that over and over again. So until he can get it through his head to just let it fly, you can't really put any money down on him to win a major championship. Talking to Mark Greenelch from Golf Shop Radio Show. You can hear it at 8 to 10 a.m. right here Saturday morning on Pirate Radio. Greeny Harold Varner III. Overall, a successful first venture there at Augusta at the Masters and followed that up with a, a great first round at the RBC. Four under par on Thursday. Was one over today. And what a uh, roller coaster for Harold these first couple of days. Again, he's minus three for the tournament, but we've seen a ton of birdies, but we've seen some double bogeys, uh, bogeys as well. He's kind of been all over the place. But right now, uh, as we record this interview, sits three shots off the lead, tied for 20th at the RBC. Yeah, and you know, it's similar to what we saw last week. I mean, we just got done talking about Rory. Well, Rory had 15 birdies and an eagle at Augusta. Harold had 14 birdies and an eagle at Augusta, and they finished pretty far apart. So, <laughs> um, I, you know, Harold, you could definitely see nerves on Saturday. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the swings, the swing was a, a little bit short, uh, a little short and a little quick, and that's a recipe for disaster. I mean, he had the, the double miss go, and he hit it right on one, left on two, and that's not the way to start off your your uh, your Saturday when you're somewhat in contention at Augusta. So, uh, you know, again, I think we're going to continue to see um, stuff like that from Harold. Unfortunately, it's it's not really like in round one, his putting, he lost a half a shot to the field, but yet he shot three under par. And then on the flip side of that today, He's uh, almost uh, over over plus one and a half to the field, and he shoots one over par. So it seems like that there's something going wrong in his round every every single round, and it's not the same thing repeatedly. So we just need to, for him to uh, kind of clean some things up and get everything on the same page and 
man, we could see him win a golf tournament here coming up. After one day uh, at the RBC, uh, there was a Cameron at the top. It was not Cameron Smith. It was Cameron Young. Uh, as we record this conversation, he's currently one back of Patrick Cantlay. But uh, Cameron Young, should we know? Should I know who he is, uh, Greeny? Who is Cameron Young? Well, it, it's interesting. You know, you see some of these guys, and you see a lot of them from the standpoint of, um, you know, Thursday, Friday. You see a lot of these guys playing well, and then you kind of look to see which one of these younger players can kind of sustain that over the weekend. I mean, he's 50th in the world right now, so that gets him currently into all the major championships. And, you know, he's only been around for a few years. He, he won twice last year. So that's what you look mm. at. But those wins are on the on the Corn Ferry Tour. But you, you, you can translate some of that. I mean, winning is contagious. So you look at him from that standpoint and you say, man, Okay, he's got two wins. They're on the Corn Ferry Tour. But once you start seeing these guys get some winning, get some mojo going, they get out on the PGA Tour, they have a little bit of success. I mean, he came in second in the Genesis Invitational. Um, he's been second in the Sanderson's Farm, you know, coming off the Corn Ferry Tour. So, again, this is somebody that you see is continually building, and you want to see that continue. And I think that, some, that he's somebody that might be able to make a chance. I mean, he's kind of come out of nowhere. He's young. And he's making a name for himself, and he's worked his way through it. So keep an eye on him. Let's see if he can do what some of these other guys have done and win. I mean, we saw this from Will Zalatoris, but we haven't got that win from Will Zalatoris yet. So we want to see these guys have the success. And, of course, when they win the first time, we always want to see him win the second time, too, and back it up. There you go. Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, I'm going to put you on the spot here. This uh kind of a question of the day. It stems from last night's rain delay during ECU baseball when – I asked uh, I asked folks to pick three different current pirates to answer these questions. For you, I'm going to ask you to pick three current golfers, and the questions are: What current golfer would you pick to fist fight your enemy? If if Greeny had to go into a duel, but he could pick somebody to fight his battle for, and what golfer would you pick? Uh, what current golfer would you pick to marry your your sister or daughter? So a female important to you. Who do you trust? Uh, with that that uh, female in your life, and uh, what current golfer would you pick to live for, uh, live with for a year? Who, who would you like to hang out with? So, those are your three questions. Give me three different golfers, Greeny. We'll start with the uh, the fist fight. What golfer are you taking to uh, fight your battle? Uh, man, I'd probably take somebody like Brooks Kepka, who looks more like a, a linebacker than a golfer. <laughs> and you know, he played baseball growing up. I'm sure he played a bunch of different sports. All right. He's just got that. He's got that build that just seems like you know, I could stand behind him and not worry about getting hit. All right, good call. How about uh, who do you trust with your uh, your daughter or your uh, your sister that's on the tour? I would go with somebody that just on the surface seems really nice and put together. I'd go Victor Hovland. All right. There you go. And finally, uh, who would you like to live with for a year? Who, first of all, you, you got to enjoy their company, but you know, you, you also will they wash dishes? Will they do the things around the house? So, so what's your answer for that one? Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go business in the front, party in the back. I'm going Cam Smith with Mullet. <laughs> all right, I could see some fun <laughs> nights in that household. Oh yeah, I, I think he's got it put it together. So he's got a little bit that he'd do some dishes and take care of his stuff. But then he's got the party. He's got the flow going. <laughs> I like it. All right, Greedy, uh, got a tournament going on. What else uh, is coming up on the Golf Shop Radio Show on Saturday? Yeah, so we'll check in with Bill Bender. Uh, we didn't get Bill last week with all the Masters stuff going on, so we'll check back in with Bill Bender. Obviously, NBA playoffs coming up, beginning of MLB. 
uh, and the NHL starting to wrap up. And as we head towards the NFL drafts to maybe cover a, a little bit of everything with Bill, we're going to check in with the tournament director down at the RBC Heritage, Steve Wilmot. Uh, we've got Matt Hosser um, of Talamore Golf. We're going to talk a little U.S. Women's Open that's coming to the Carolinas in the beginning of June. And then we're going to talk with our man, Rob Spellman, who's got the best job in, in the world, uh, Golf Aficionado Magazine, because he goes everywhere and plays everywhere and gets to stay at cool places. We'll check in with him about Puerto Rico, see what's going on down there. All right, sounds great. Uh, we will check it out Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. right here on Pirate Radio. Greeny, thanks for the chat. As always, we'll check in with you again next week. All right, have a good one, Clip. Thank you. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show. Check it out 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday as uh hv3 putting together another good couple of days yesterday a lot better than today was 400 on thursday one over today but uh making the cut and we'll play into the weekend down in south carolina also i uh, just saw this and retweeted it as i was talking to greeny and i haven't been able to check it all out yet but harold varner the third and dustin johnson competed in the carolinas challenge uh, before this tournament started there uh, at Harbortown, it consisted of kind of like a game of horse. They had to hit a shot that uh, that hit an RBC sign. That was challenge one. Challenge two was North Carolina, South Carolina trivia. Challenge three was cornhole. And challenge four uh, was a putt, like a uh, kind of a putt-putt course putt. And uh, no spoilers but it looks really cool and i'm gonna watch it during the break but uh have you seen that chandler yeah i actually i need to finish watching it i paused it earlier but i was watching it during one of the breaks and uh you know you got dustin johnson who represents the state of north carolina or excuse me the state of south carolina and obviously you have harold varner the third that represents north carolina him being from gastonia and then obviously a former pirate proud ecu alum uh, and it's great fun. You know, Harold's, you know, just a, a fun guy. D- DJ's a really cool dude as well. So it, it's fun if you want to go and watch. It's about a five-minute video, but uh, it's just two guys having some fun right before this RBC Heritage uh, Tournament. And uh, Harold talks a little junk, too, I've noticed. So yeah. That makes it fun. Yeah. I'm a fan. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back have more for you on this Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The stock market was closed today due to Good Friday, but it uh, closed out the week yesterday down 113 points for the Dow at 34,451. NASDAQ closed out yesterday down 292 points at 13,351. And the S&P was down 54 yesterday, ending the week at 4,392. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. 
Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live, taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Shirley's Red Sox down eight to four. Red Sox last chance here in the bottom of the ninth with Trevor Story coming to the plate. Earlier today, Metropolitans get the win over the Diamondbacks ten to three. That final in New York. Mackenzie Gore from East Carolina commit, but never made it here to Greenville. We'll get the start tonight for the Padres against the Braves. That's nine forty coming up tonight and uh chandler's nats will be taking on the pirates at 6 35 um so there's some uh scores there on the buccaneer music Hall score over by the book about play in tournament action tonight hawks at Cavs at 7 30 pelicans at clippers at 10 chandler uh you know what upsets me what seeing nick batum starting for a team i know i saw i mean i Every time I see him, I get angry. He was playing the other night for the Clippers, missing corner threes in the fourth it's we, quarter. That's how we felt last year. Because he was, it was. I remember feeling this way. But doesn't um, it seem like he's like trying with them? Like he didn't seem to really try when he was a Hornet, and that pisses me off. Yeah, not a big Nick Batum guy. But you're uh, done with the Hornets this year, right? Done. <laughs> Whether they like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm that, done he's done he's done, done with him all right shirley you've had enough time to think thinking time's over play time's over it's time to get play serious. time is over oh yes. no yep that's right sorry okay all pick right, up fair. your toys put them back in the box okay shirley uh you have been given a task i i, I was trying to think what would be a good category for shirley Rhodes. she is a music freak a mu- music freak i said that very strangely yes you did she she's is, a music freak music freak she's music super freak freaky now. she is a music fan so i thought okay i'll do it this way shirley i need you to name a musician you would like to settle a, a battle for you fight for you fist fight your enemy i need you to name a musician you have a sister I do. That you would be comfortable marrying your sister. I need you to name a musician who you would like to live with you for a year, be your roommate. Now, uh, alive or dead? Like mm, both. Mm, it, make it interesting. <laughs> uh, let's start with alive, okay. and then we we'll, might have some time. We'll do dead. Okay. All right. So the person I would use for to confront an enemy would be Eminem. Was he going to battle rap him to death? No. No, 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 because I feel like Eminem... He's from Detroit now. Well, yeah. But I also feel like he would be the type of person... He would be like kind of like a mob guy where he's got that calm dangerousness where he could take somebody out and not only would you not know that he, he was the one that did it, but he couldn't tie it back to me. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold on. So he's asking for you to name someone to fight somebody, not be a hitman for you. <laughs> yeah, but he could take you somebody out if I asked him to. Shirley overthought this. I overthought it. You gave me too much time. I would probably. Okay. What, no. What well, about our guy, like a uh, fight, Kid Rock. Who's our guy? Kid Rock. Yeah. Who's our guy that uh, went to jail? The rapper huh? we've known. Who's Shiesty? <laughs> Shiesty? Okay. That who, is that who you were thinking about? Eminem. Pooh Shiesty? G I mean, he's going to get his ass kicked just for having the name Pooh Shiesty. That's true. It's not okay. a good name. No. All right. So, um, anybody dead? 
You would have fight? Tupac. All right. How about... He'd run Tupac. out of breath. He didn't have the stamina. What are you talking about? Yeah, Tupac would... Ra- I mean, Biggie would rap him to death. Tupac. Uh, all right. Who would you Should want not. to marry? This gets <laughs> He's back not to a the, musician, This though. gets back to the mob thing. Uh, who would you like to marry your sister? Ed Sheeran. Hmm. Okay. I don't know enough about him other than... Aside from the fact that I love Ed Sheeran. All right, here's my thoughts. I think he's a great, great musician. Here's my thoughts on him. So he has these poppy songs, Mm -hmm. and he's not a very attractive fella. He's a redhead, which runs in my family, so (laughs) I think that's what drew me first. I tell you, his life could have gone a completely different way if he was not a successful musician. Yes. Because he probably gets a lot of attention just because of what he does if he looked like that and worked at walgreens his no. life would be a lot different yeah, agreed <laughs> however right. he does have something else going for him which is the british accent ah is that sexy i'm going i find it sexy okay i'm going with blake pro <laughs> <laughs> oh he is a musician okay. well okay all right. all right thanks Chandler. uh how about uh dead <sighs> That's a hard one. Um, Michael Jackson. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no. No. That's the first dead musician I thought of. You know. Uh, one time we killed. I, I have to. One time we to, killed Bismarck Key on the show. Prince. What? Yeah. Have you ever watched a documentary? about prince no no he treats yeah. his women very very well i saw dave Chappelle's documentary about him when they uh, played basketball yeah, well, yeah. um that is a wild answer prince all right fair enough they could share clothes they could um cut and... down on wardrobe costs <laughs> how about roommate roommate alive Re- kenny kenny chesney uh just kind of regular dude like Re- regular, regular dude. dude who happens to live in the caribbean on a boat wait oh you're saying you're moving into his place yeah i'm moving into his place <laughs> don't go don't hang out at my house likes uh college football you call college sports yep. he likes college football he's a big football fan right. you know he's one hangs of out hangs out at tiki bars down on the tiki you know in, in places uh in places that you know water so clear you can see down to the bottom i'd rather hang out there all right kenny is a kenny kenny is a bandwagon fan when it comes to like sports. so so does, does sit, i want to hang out well in places man. where it's warm where i can see the bottom of the ocean where i could lay in a hammock with a cowboy hat and a drink a fruity drink with an umbrella in it that's I'm, what i wanted i'm gonna go with jimmy buffett if you're going with kenny chesney oh uh, yeah i was thinking about that when shirley and started describing the, the because he is basically the country version of jimmy buffett anyway yeah. so about, I could do that. How about dead? There's a lot of dead musicians that died because they lived so wildly and probably had crazy apartment, condo, houses. See, Prince was going to be my answer for that one, too. That one. And I'll tell you why. Because the guy is a was a brilliant musician who could play the guitar, the piano. I mean, all sorts of different instruments. So there's music always playing in the house. And I would love to be you know hanging out with somebody that can play also was a uh from all accounts stories uh from celebrities that have come across 
Prince is that he was a masterful table tennis player. <laughs> so you could play some ping pong. Yes, you, and I love ping pong. You got and that, I never you got that have from anybody. Jimmy, ba- Jimmy Fallon, didn't you? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh, you need to. If you haven't seen that, Jimmy Fallon tells the story of uh, Prince and challenging him to ping pong. Oh, okay. You, you need to watch that. Yeah, but I would love to play. I would have loved to have played ping pong with Prince. That would have been cool. And half the house has this like weird purple glow and fruity like smell. Like it's like and has smoke. Like one side of the house is, but you know it's going to be clean lighting, too. And then the other side is because you know he's impeccable. You know he he doesn't go anywhere without being sharply dressed. People that are like that tend to be compulsively, um, you know, in terms of cleaning, they, they, they're they kind of compulsive when it comes to cleaning. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to do any of the cleaning. Half your house will be princified. I'm okay with that. All right. Let's get hashtag. Purple, purple's not a bad color. Hashtag princified. Yep. All right. All right, Shirley, you're in. Your picks are in. You're in. <laughs> you're in. You're in. Oh, Pick you're in, in man. I tell you what, man. I probably shouldn't do him, man. Chandler's best friend, well, if he could choose, would be John Gruden, man. They John Gruden, share man. a lot of the same beliefs, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We talk about a lot of stuff, man. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what would have been a really cool coach we to We talk about Spider G. Webanana, man, and talk about the development of that play, man. And his name is escaping me, but I can see his face. Do you remember... You ever think about the development of a wheel route? <laughs> Do you remember the 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 coach from? Do um, you remember the twenty first night of September? That's a really good. Damn song, it, Channon Chandler. Damn it, Channon. Damn it, Channon. <laughs> no, I almost said damn All it, right, Channon. Who are you talking about? The guy, the guy who used to be the football, the head football coach of the Houston Oilers. Oh, uh, uh, Jerry Glanville. That's it. That's the guy I would have loved to have hung out with. Good guy. Just wear like uh, leather jackets. He rode a motorcycle Listen, and he had like obsessed these. Obsessed with Elvis or whatever, right? I don't know if he was obsessed with Elvis. I don't remember that part. But the, he, had, he, he, he was kind of like one of those guys where he was he was good for, you know, great audio. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, he all was a, those, uh, remember, Shirley, uh, VHS tapes? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I had a ton of uh, bloopers mm-hmm. tapes. Mm-hmm. And he was always like. They had, you know, they were mic'd up back then, like NFL films. Yeah. It was kind of rare, but he seemed to always be mic'd up because he always was saying funny stuff. Yeah. So. And I would, I would have loved to have hung out with him. If I, you know, if for I, like a day. I mean, I wouldn't want him to be my roommate or anything. Out of all the athletes in the world, if I had a chance to like spend a weekend with somebody, an athlete, it's no doubt John Daly. I'm going John Daly all day. Playing golf. He would drink you under the table. Oh, I know. That's great. I'm drinking with John Daly. We're playing You'll golf. Be, it, it'll take bars. you like two weeks to recover. Now, you used to work at Hooters. <laughs> yes, I did. So when y'all went to wait, Hooters. Wait, 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 wait. You used to work at Hooters? Yeah, hey, it was a Hooters Oh, you girl. didn't know that? You were you wore the orange shorts? <laughs> hey, would make, would make like with the $300, panty, $400 panty a night. Hose? With the pantyhose? Oh, yeah. But he was back there cooking, but he said, you know what? I still want to wear the uniform. No, no, no. Hey, the, so he's slinging hey, the chicken thing is, in the orange shorts? I, did, yeah. I didn't cook, but I was a dishwasher. So <laughs> I, we would have, uh, we would ha- hey, look, we would have wet t-shirt contests. Guess who won every time, baby? Yeah. Oh, dear God. Take a break, Shirley. Quick, yeah. quick, quick. Yeah, because my IQ is you dropping You brought this right up. Now. I know. I was going to ask if when you go to Hooters with John Daly, are you going to have to... Are you going to be able to eat? Are you going to have to wash the dishes of y'all's meal? <laughs> no, I'm going to drink beer and eat some wings with John Daly. All right, fam. Well, I'm not uh, there to work. Okay. 
my Hooters days are over. <laughs> Tell you what, you keep messing around here, we're sending you back to Hooters. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, in the segment with Morgan and Bo, yeah, two you know what's in like a minute span from who? You. All right, something, something I got to get better at. I'll uh, make that my weekend goal. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, thanks for tuning in uh, today and this week. Everybody have a great Easter weekend, and we'll be back with you coming up Monday, 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. We'll go inside the Players' Lounge and hear from East Carolina baseball players following their series over UCF. They can win that series tonight. And by the way, Shirley Rhodes notified me. I forgot to tell you uh, that game starting at 6.15 in Orlando. All right, we will uh, see you on Monday. For Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and the crew here, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.